We're in a situation where we have put together, and you guys did, did it for our administration, the President Obama's administration before this. We have put together, I think, the most extensive and inclusive voter fraud organization in the history of American politics. I don't care if you think I'm Satan reincarnated. The latest on an alleged plan to assassinate Donald Trump. This man grabbed by police at a packed rally in Las Vegas. And ABC's Pierre Thomas has new details in Washington. Weighing up the mood of conservative America in a gun show in West Virginia. Among the rifle racks and ammunition, there's anger and dark talk of looming conflict. We are witnessing a radicalization of libertarians all across the country. We have just received word that libertarian death squad are taking over. We have come to take our country back. It also worries that civil war could be on the way back. Her son, 19-year-old Horace Lorenzo Anderson, was shot and killed inside the then cop-free zone that persisted for weeks on Capitol Hill. Afghanistan now inevitable? No, it is not. It's taken just four weeks for that statement to be proved so um, spectacularly and alarmingly wrong. Reality, thousands of miles away, is now on him. China is urging its citizens not to travel abroad as it struggles to contain the virus. We will be standing up Christmas Island as a quarantine. Go, Brandon, I agree. Hey, by the way, China are now banned from entering the country. Christmas Island today declared that the coronavirus presents three things that don't hang themselves. That's what the American people think. National Enquirer is reporting that Indiana Governor and Vice Presidential nominee Mike Pence is actually Race Bannon of Johnny Quest fame. Governor Pence was asked about the years of rumors of the alleged relationship between him and Dr. Benton Quest. Governor Pence responded with a simple no comment. In an unrelated story, after being imprisoned for 13 years at Guantanamo Bay, Cuba, longtime Quest associate Haji has finally been released, bringing you closer to your world for the robotic movie project. This is Stockton Wells reporting. Welcome back to Inside Four Walls, I'm Rose James Masson, and I think Johnny Quest's bodyguard might be in trouble. Now, before we get into this story, something crossed my mind earlier at work when I was first hearing about this as it unfolded. Has anyone thought to see what Dick Cheney has? I bet that motherfucker's got tons of shit. Like, there's no way in hell Dick Cheney does not have tons of stolen, top-secret, classified documents. Like, I bet he's got, like, the original Photoshop drafts of the, uh passports they found now let's hop into the article shall we classified documents found at pence's indiana home now who else has documents first it was trump right 
Then it's Joe Biden. Then it was Hunter Biden. That one guy ended up getting merged into the Joe Biden thing. And now it's Mike fucking Pence. Now, out of these three people, Donald Trump was the only one who was actually president when he took these documents, which I don't care how you feel. Even if you want to argue, well, he had no right to take them. They weren't classified. They were largely empty folders. Fucking stickers on them. You know, you know, I don't know what you expect from the guy. He thought they would be cool keepsakes. Whatever. He was at least president. These two, Joe Biden took him when he was, took documents when he was a senator and then took him when he was vice president. Pence took him as vice president. And you know what? I bet that Pence took him also as a senator. How much do you want to bet? He's been on different chair and arms committees. I bet he's got it. So now we're going to scroll down here. Originally, look over here. Boom, hop over. Three hours ago, mixed factuality. Five hours ago, on the left, five hours ago is our nearest uh, high factuality article with a left-leaning ABC Australia. Go over here to the center. Go down here four hours ago at the uh, Times Free Press classified documents, and that's four hours ago for high factuality. So we went over here to the right. They had the News Herald for two hours ago, but the News Herald is behind a paywall. I will not pay for my news. Uh, So I had to scroll down here a little bit, and you have this from four hours ago from NOS. It's still newest out of all the other articles left, right, and center with a high factuality rating. All articles will be in the description below, so let's hop into it. I had to hit it with a declassified declassified, translation from Dutch to English. (coughs) A fair heads up, so let's hop into it. Now classified documents have also been found with former Vice President Pence. Secret documents were let me turn this down a little bit. Secret documents were found in the home of former Vice, U.S. Vice President Mike Pence in the state of Indiana. Pence himself reported the find. American media write. It would be about ten pieces Pence turned over to the FBI, but he has more. This is just what he was willing to give over. I'm willing to bet. The find was made by a lawyer Pence hired specifically to search several boxes of documents for potentially classified items. Pence Pence did not uh, did that because of the recent finds of classified documents with former President Donald Trump and President Biden, according to a letter from Pence's lawyer to the National Archives. Mind you, Biden took these documents as a vice president. Moving on. Nuclear secrets. Oh, boy. The thing that they said Trump had that turned out Trump didn't have. Pence was vice president under Donald Trump, whom the FBI found about around 300 secret files during the raids. Less than 100 of which are still being examined. Examined in massive air quotes because there's a lawsuit going on about it. Um, they give the skivvy on it. A lot of documents that were personal documents belonging to Trump and his wife and his kid were also confiscated, including three passports. Uh, two of them were diplomatic passports that were expired because she was no longer first lady, he was no longer president, and the other one was a personal um, <clears throat> uh, passport for like a private citizen, including copies of social security cards for his kids. And the social security cards were never handed over, including a couple other sensitive documents that have not been declo- disclosed. So there has been a special 
master assigned to examine the case. Not much has come out new as an update around that case as of so far. We'll see. If there's an update on that case. I will report it, but that's where that stands. But no nuclear secrets have been found. It was a big astroturf that, well, there was nuclear secrets. Actually, I would like to issue a possible correction. The sources are dubious. I don't trust the Washington Post at all. Like, anything. It could literally be raining, and they could tell me it's raining, and I would have to look outside before I, I, I believed them. Now, we're over here at the New York Post from an article from September 7th, 2022. We're just going to read part of it. Foreign nuclear secrets among documents found in Trump raid. Foreign nuclear secrets. All right. See, somehow in the Trump raid series, this is something I missed. Oh, I don't even want to touch this story. I'm going to because I have jokes. So we're going to make jokes about it. But this is a completely different topic. Now let's move on. In a stunning leak from the Department of Justice, they report on Tuesday disclosed information about top-secret documents that were found reportedly among the files seized by U.S. agents at Donald Trump's Florida resort last month, citing sources, quote, familiar with the search, anonymous, unnamed sources that talked to the WAPO, of course. Uh, said in documents detailed a foreign government's military defenses and nuclear capabilities and can only be viewed by a select group of top officials. Interesting. Presidents have unilateral classification power, but that is interesting. So they were not American top secret documents about nuclear or anything. They were, uh, well, I mean, they were American, but they were documents about a foreign country's nuclear capabilities. Probably China. China. Now, the disclosure, disclosure was published Tuesday, a day after, this was in September of last year, by the way, uh, published Tuesday, a day after the former president's legal team won a request for a special master to review the documents over his lawyer's concerns about, uh, concerns that the feds would, quote, uh, impugn, leak, and publicize select aspects of their investigation, end quote. Now, this is a longer article. A link to which will be in the description below. Apparently, and this is fully on me, I'm happy I corrected myself and I wanted to have it on the record. Um, I will be looking into it. Maybe there are some updates on the Trump raid that I completely missed. But that being said, let's hop back into the initial story at hand, shall we? <clears throat> in recent weeks, secret documents have also been found uh, in President Biden's home and office. Ah, uh, the office thing is a little dubious. Uh, it was found at a think tank in Penn State. They were found in his home, a uh, pile in the garage, papers inside the house, and a study and the kitchen table. So, again, always fact-checking in the comments below. Not only can people who do this job or make this content make up facts, we can also just lie manipulate details and say it as confidently as we want in the hopes that you just believe us. Always fact-check us. And please, fact-check me. I guess shit wrong as I just showed. And, uh, you know, we're all, we're just human. In this case, it is not known exactly how many pieces involved and what they are about. Under U.S. law, records of the president or vice president must be turned over to the U.S. National Archives after their term in office. Both Biden and Pence immediately reported that they had a piece in their, uh, they had the pieces in their possession and handed them over. Former President Donald Trump opposed the transfer to the archive. A search warrant was eventually required to enter Trump's estate. That's putting it mildly. Now... Let's move on to the next article, and again, this is from the NOS News. This is from yesterday, and uh, did it ever give me an, uh, an author, actually? 
Uh, no, I never actually got an author for this article. So let's move on. And this is the weird thing, right? Now, give me one second. And as he is always one to do, the orange one rushes as fast as ever to defend the state and the man who he repeatedly says stabbed him in the back. He says Trump's, he, uh, Trump says Pence stabbed him in the back. Even when on record there was leaked documents that claim Trump said Pence will go down in history as a pussy. Apparently he said that to his face, according to these documents that have been leaked. And again, they're all alleged. Now, there's an episode coming up about like the absolute fucking brain dead decisions Trump's making, uh, uh, cabinet wise. Like, really? Fucking Lindsey Graham? Ugh. Now, let's hop into this, shall we? Trump defends Pence amid classified documents. Find in Indiana home, quote, He never did anything knowingly dishonest in his life. Leave him alone. Leave Pence alone. <laughs> oh, God. Roberto A. Wakerell Cruz. We get a lot of articles from this guy. January 24th, 2023. I have a video here with Jack Basabiak. Let's hop into it. But now suddenly over the weekend... My apologies. We've seen an incredible update... A fantastic update, an earth-shattering update from the White House that Ron Klain, the White House Chief of Staff, a longtime Biden advisor, is now leaving. He's out. Peace, bitch. Getting out of there. And who's coming in in his place? Who's coming in in his place, you ask? Jeff Zentz. Jeff Zentz. Who's Jeff Zentz? So you're getting out, getting rid of a longtime Biden advisor, and they're bringing back in Jeff Zentz. Jeff Zentz is Bain Capital. Yeah, that's right, the same Bain Capital as Mitt Romney. Jeff Sense is a Wall Street guy, but he's always been a Wall Street guy who was aligned with the left. This is how the Union Party works, by the way. They have one firm, Bain Capital, and they have a guy who says he's on the right, like Mitt Romney, and then a guy who says he's on the left, like Jeff Zenz, but really, they're all the same group of people. They're the Union Party. This is how, the Wall, this is how Wall Street works, this is how the establishment works. So this guy, Zenz, who's he close to? Former President Obama and Hillary Clinton. Now, the Union Party is coming back, and they're taking over the reins of the White House. Ron Klain sees the writing on the wall. Because what's going on over this past weekend? More and more documents coming to light. Do you really believe me? Or do you expect me to believe? Do you really expect me to believe that all of a sudden they just found these documents out of nowhere? Like, oh, whoops, we just woke up one day and found out that there were classified documents over there somewhere. No. Cut the crap. There's a reason the establishment and the regime is turning on President Biden. Rush Limbaugh, believe it or not, actually predicted that this would happen. Now, he said it would be about the laptop, not necessarily about classified documents, but that's not the point. He predicted that eventually you would see, this is Rush, not even me, you would see President Obama using leverage to undercut President Biden from inside the White House, <laughs> and that they would be using this to reestablish a path for a new candidate to come into office. A complete side note. Uh, so, in the, I believe, was it, oh, I believe it was 04 and 08. Ron Paul was running for president, and none of these platforms would give him the time of day. They were, he made a comment about how, well, you know, we trained Osama bin Laden, all these guys overthrow their government, and then it came back and bit us in the ass. We can't act like we're surprised. Like he said, and I'm, I'm paraphrasing, he said something along those lines, and all these outlets, including Fox and a bunch of these other fucking bullshit outlets that all suck up the same, uh, the same fucking corporatist tit. Now, 
they wouldn't give him the time of day and they just said oh he said we deserved 9-11 they were saying he went full Hassan Piker back in the day now no 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 Rush Limbaugh brought would bring him onto the show regularly and have him just talk and be like hey what do you believe what are your stances and then Rush Limbaugh is a very large reason of why the Ron Paul love love revolution happened in the first place so just full shout out to Rush Limbaugh R.I.P. an absolute broadcasting legend Who's that candidate you ask? Well, I'll tell you something. It ain't Kamala Harris. So, what I've been told, and this is what we got from our White House official, our White House staffer. Let's just go into it. Side note, bro. Andrew Schultz. Andrew Schultz says that he could tap this. He, uh, I know this is so off topic and highly unprofessional, but this is an unprofessional show. I watch Flagrant. I watch the Brilliant Idiots podcast. I cannot stand Charlemagne. But, I, when, look, no offense, but if I want content that Charlemagne attempts to provide uh, if I want a good quality I'll just go to DJ Academics right I'll just go to a homie who knows what the fuck he's talking about I don't need to sit here and watch some fucking balding Walmart Joe Budden looking clone fucking regurgitate the most basic ass TMZ talking points he would fit right into the TMZ crowd like you can't even tell me I'm wrong with with that Charlemagne had his time like fucking nine years ago but that's beside the point Andrew Schultz is like, man, Kamala Harris is kind of a baddie. No. Ugh. Ah. Said, what's going on with the shade war? Can you give us some background? Here are the notes. It's a madhouse. Nobody trusts each other in the slightest anymore. Advisors have been pointing fingers over leaks and staffers loyal to those respective advisors have subsequently split into factions. The shade war as a conventional conflict is over. People on both sides are still conducting smear jobs, but it's mostly uncoordinated and carried out by extreme loyalists. Other than that, the White House has dissolved into a battle royale. Every man for himself. God, what I wouldn't give to be a fly on the fucking wall. Former President Donald Trump released a statement on Tuesday after former Vice President Mike Pence reported that he had documents that were marked as classified in his home. Pardon me. Ugh. It's just Red Bull. Trump posted on True Social, quote, He never did anything knowingly dishonest in his life. Leave him alone. Says you, you said allegedly that he will go down in history as a pussy and as a backstabber. Like, bro, what the fuck are you talking? Okay. Oh, Trump contradicting himself later on. Well, no, unheard of, right? Let's move on. Uh, right here, breaking 911, because, okay. Trump on, on uh, classified documents found in Mike Pence's home. He never did anything knowingly dishonest in his life. Leave him alone, blah, blah, blah. Go follow me on truth. Same as my Twitter handle. Twitter unlocked for me again. Ah, cringe behavior. We want to be very clear here. Uh, we've always said that we are in constant communication with Ukraine as they're uh, as they're trying uh, to figure out what they need on the battlefield. Ways uh, to offer security uh, security assistance uh, for them, and so it is that they need. Uh, so. Does have anything? It is that they need uh, for this almost past year. Never mind, that has nothing to do with what we were talking about. That's what I really don't like about the post millennial. They'll put links to videos and clips of videos that have nothing to do with the topic at hand. Anyway, a lawyer for former Vice President Mike Pence said earlier on Tuesday that a dozen classified documents were uh, discovered at Pence's home last week and that the files were turned over to the FBI. A source close to the matter told CNN that the files were discovered at Pence's Indiana home last week. Last week? And we're just now finding out about it. That's interesting. 
Now, I'm sure, perhaps they had to comb through it and be like, okay, these are the documents that had, and there's like a processing time period. Perhaps. I just find it interesting that this is just now being reported on. What is with this delay? Now, the delays are getting shorter and shorter. They'll be like, oh, you know, fourth batch of documents found at Joe Biden's other residence on Monday, reported Tuesday evening. It's like, uh, okay. Just interesting. Last week, you say. And the files were turned over to the FBI. A source close to the matter told CNN the files were discovered at Pennsylvania home last week. The FBI and Justice Department National Security Division have launched a review of how the documents got to Pence's home. Jeez, I fucking wonder how. Not like he's a dude with hands and shit. <laughs> the documents were discovered at Pence's new home. Oh, so his new home. So you mean they've been moved somewhat recently? Hmm. Well, I wonder when he moved into this home. Maybe we'll find out. Uh, Pence's new home in Carmel, Indiana. It is not yet known what the documents pertain to or what their level of sensitivity or classification is. Congress will ne- be notified on Tuesday. Pence will do an update then. Uh, actually, isn't it Tuesday now? At least it is at the time of recording. Uh, Pence reportedly asked his lawyer to search his home as a precautionary measure to ensure that he had no classified documents when going through boxes stored at his house. Pence found documents with classified marking. The boxes were brought to Washington, D.C. and handed to the archives. The discovery comes as President Joe Biden is embroiled in scandal after classified documents were found at multiple uh, at multiple of his personal locations. And now that brings us to the end of this article. I just find it so funny, right? Could never do anything wrong. Not not intentionally. Hmm. Yikes. This is from five months ago. Former Vice President Mike Pence said Friday that he didn't take any classified information with him when he left office. FBI seized 11 sets of classified documents, uh, classified records from his former boss's estate on August 8th. Trump has claimed the documents seized by agents were all declassified. Now let's hop over here real quick for just a brief read. Maybe a brief video? Des Moines, Iowa, former Vice President Mike Pence said Friday that he didn't take any classified information with him when he left office. The disclosure, which would typically be unremarkable for a former Vice President, is notable given that the FBI agency's classified and top-secret information from his former boss's Florida state on August 8th while investigating potential violations of three different federal locations, uh, sorry, of three different federal laws. Former President Donald Trump has claimed that the documents were seized by agents were all, quote, declassified. Pence asked directly if he had retained any classified information upon leaving the office, told the Associated Press AP in an interview, quote, no, not to my knowledge. Despite the inclusion of material marked top secret in the government's list of items recovered from Mar-a-Lago, Pence said, quote, I honestly don't want to prejudge it before until we know all the facts. Pre, I don't want to prejudge it before until we all know. Okay, I did not have a stroke. I read that as it is. 
not grammatically correct. Pence <laughs> was in was in Iowa on Friday as part of a two-day trip to the state. Uh, that's completely fucking irrelevant now, but just interesting, right? And I bet he has more. I just find it funny that now everybody has documents, right? Do you have fucking classified documents? Maybe I have classified documents. I mean, I don't. As far as I know, I don't. But of course, as far as Pence knew, he didn't, right? Right? As far as he knew. But poop. Oh, what the fuck? There it is. Wow. Like magic. Now, who else is going to have documents, right? We're going to find out that what Obama has documents next? Probably. This is getting to be really wild. Between the documents and the laptop, Biden's kind of fucking screwy. The documents and Trump have had zero effect on Donald Trump overall. He keeps the Harvard Harris has hosted these different polls. If I remember to, I'll throw one in the description below. Oop, give me one second. Sorry. Anyway. I don't know. Honestly, I don't think the documents are overall that big of a deal, irregardless of who has them. It, it, it's more of the principle of the fucking matter. I want, if we're going to go after everybody, we go after everybody equally. If we're not going to go after everybody equally, we do, then we don't go after anybody, quite frankly. I, and I mean, that may be an unpopular opinion. I expect to get some backlash on that, and quite frankly, more power to you. But that being said, we're, we're going to follow the story. It seems to be ever unfolding. It's just like, who's going to fucking lift up a cushion tomorrow and find some more documents and a couple quarters on the couch cushion? Who knows, but until then, we'll be here reporting on it. This has been Inside Four Walls. I've been your host, James Maston, and I shall catch you guys later. Peace. retail traders are tracking politicians' financial disclosures to get some stock tips. And the findings are interesting. Nancy Pelosi has been the one that the retail community has been following specifically. Every trade she was making inevitably turned out to be such a long-term winner. She bought Tesla, and then there were some laws passed that were uh, pro for the EV market. Um, she bought Google, and then the, the laws came out that they weren't going to go after big tech. And we've been tracking these these performances, and every single stock she's bought in the last two years have gone up significantly. Welcome back to Inside Four Walls. I'm your host, James Masson, and we're going to go into the new episode, which is Howling Reduces Pelosi Act Banning Lawmakers from Trading Stocks. Now, come on. This should be a bipartisan agreement, right? We, ooh, Pardon me. Sorry, I'm really tired, so I just chugged, like, half of a Red Bull in, like, a breath. Whoa. Anyway, this should be a bipartisan agreement, right? Let's say you're some far lefty, hate capitalism. One less person, you know, a handful of less people, and it's the top of the food chain, capitalistically speaking, if you want to play this game, who would be no longer allowed to participate in this form of capitalism. Bam, win for you. Less people, and it's the people you see are the most corrupt. 
you're some guy on the far right or just the right in general or anybody with the fucking common sense, you're like, well, yeah, well, these people have access to, you know, sensitive information and can vote on policies and bills and regulations that would affect the market value of numerous companies and that alone gives them leverage to decide which companies would be worth investing in because you know they have like a policy coming up they vote on it and it would you know let's say this uh they have a bill coming up a couple months from now the vote this bill passes it could make google worth hypothetically google right could make google worth you know twice what it's worth right now Alright, well, now I'll just buy my Google right now while it's not worth very much, and then vote for the thing to pass. If it passes, oh, look, I already bought it on Google when it wasn't worth very much, and now, or I bought Google and it was worth half of what it is now. But since the bills passed, it's just skyrocketed in value, and I'm sitting here sitting pretty. It's a real unfair advantage, and uh, there are some people pushing back on it saying, well, it's just predatory, man. It's because the conservatives don't want people getting access to it. Well, this is going after everybody. This is a unilateral policy. No one in office. No one trading stocks. I like this. Good. Insider trading needs to be stopped. No more insiders fighting for insiders. Now let's get into it, shall we? U.S. Senator Josh Hawley, a Republican from Montana, reintroduced his bill to ban lawmakers from stock trading. The bill will require members found in violation to return their profits to the American taxpayers based. The preventing uh, elected leaders, sorry, the preventing elected leaders from owning securities and investments, P-E-L-O-S-I, Pelosi Act, would prohibit members of Congress from buying train stocks well nancy here's your moment to go down in history now we're gonna scroll down here there's two articles i picked as you can see here high factuality political wire it's never much of an article it's always just like a paragraph that's it not much mean potatoes but you know senator josh holly broken from montana has introduced a bill it's pretty much what we just read but there's not much substance to it so I chose The Hill. I think The Hill is a leftist rag. I'm not a big fan, fan of The Hill. I think they're pretty trash, but they're considered center, center factuality with a high factuality rating. I disagree with this on Ground News's behalf. Well, on my behalf, I disagree with Ground News, but I want to choose a article that is seen as, I guess, generally a high factuality source, and then the second article will be one of my preference. Uh, and the one of my preferences is actually the source of this story, the Daily Caller, which is Tucker Carlson's news network. So we will go into the uh, Daily Caller article after the Hill article. So let's go into it, shall we? It's Hawley, right? Josh Hawley? Okay. Hawley introduces Pelosi Act banning lawmakers from trading stocks. Senator Josh Hawley, a Republican from Montana, has introduced a bill that would ban members of the Congress from trading and owning. Let me get rid of this little thing here in the corner. Uh, trading and owning stocks using the name of his legislation to take a jab at Rep. Nancy Pelosi, uh, outgoing Democrat from California. Notice how you left that out. It's just nice to be reminded that she's out. Hawley on Tuesday introduced the Pelosi Act. Or the Preventing Elected Leaders from Owning Securities and Investments Act. 
P-E-L-O-S-I-A. Lola. I almost said A. I don't need to say A. Oh, stupid of me because I'm stupid. Anyway, renewing a legislative push to curtail stock trading by lawmakers that has failed over a few years. Quote, members of Congress and their spouses shouldn't be using their uh, position to get rich on the stock market, Howley tweeted in, in announcing his bill. The GOP senator previously introduced legislation last year seeking to ban lawmakers from and their spouses from holding stocks or making new transactions while in office. I get why you would want to make it so the spouses can't own stock at the same time the spouses aren't, um, you know, the spouses also aren't politically elected officials or, you know, whatever, aren't publicly elected officials, then I don't know if it's fair to enforce that policy upon a private citizen. I don't know if you legally could. It's kind of a big ask. Uh, perhaps you could have a, a rule set on trading or a monetizable exchange of some kind. But I don't personally think you're going to get very far with it if you keep that portion in on it. Because, again, you're setting your rules and regulations on a private citizen. Yes, one thing on an elected official. Fair. Fair. But their spouses aren't publicly elected officials, then I don't understand what the... Uh... I don't know. Seems interesting. I'll see where it goes. But let's move on, shall we? Uh, members of Congress and their spouses shouldn't be able to... Uh, shouldn't be using their position to get rich on the stock market, Holly tweeted in announcing his bill. The GOP senator previously introduced legislation last year seeking to ban lawmakers and their spouses from holding stocks or making new transactions while in office. <coughs> Pardon me. The Hill has reached out to Pelosi's office for comment. Howley, like a number of other Republicans, has focused on the former speaker and her family in pushing to ban stock trading by members of Congress last year, Pelosi's husband, Paul Pelosi, sold millions of dollars worth of shares of a computer chip maker as the House prepared to vote on a bill focused on domestic chip manufacturing. A spokesperson for Pelosi said at the time that he sold the shares as a lo- at a loss. Uh-huh. Members of both parties signaled interest in legislation barring stock trades after then-Senator Richard Burr, a Republican from North Carolina, who at the time was the chairman of the Senate. Ooh, wow. Just cleared my throat and I have a weird thing going on with my voice. I'll work with it. Senate Intelligence Committee unloaded stocks. At the onset of the coronavirus pandemic, the Securities and Exchange Commission recently closed a probe of his trading activities without taking action. Lawmakers have yet to be able to come up with a plan that garners enough support from both sides of the aisle to get a bill through Congress. Democrats in 2022 scrapped a plan to vote on such legislation before the midterm elections, even after Pelosi reversed course and expressed openness to colleagues. <laughs> yeah, voting for stock trading reform. Yeah, it was, it was right after you announced that you were, uh, well, first you were seeking a, uh, a ambassadorship with Italy, and then you were seeking an all-out oust of your political career. So, you got yours. You don't care the door closed on people behind you. Let's just be, you know, let's just call it Gimp Horse a Gimp Horse, shall we? Along with Holly's bill, 
a bipartisan duo in the House has introduced a bill this year on the topic. Rep. Abigail Spanberger, a Democrat from, was that Virginia? Yep, from Virginia. And Chip Roy. Yo, Chip Roy. A Republican from Texas introduced the Trust in Congress Act this month, making the third time the pair have introduced the legislation. Interesting stuff, is it not? So let's move on to the next article over here from the Daily Caller. Holly introduces the Pelosi Act to ban Congress from insider trading. Now, this is the source that broke the story initially. And it seems kind of no duh, right? It seems like this is something that should have been done already. I don't understand why this has been such a... Well, I, I, I'm being a little bit facetious with a little tongue-in-cheek with that one. I can completely understand why, because a lot of the people in Mover Shakers, like the Liz Cheney's and the, the Mitt Romney's and the Nancy Pelosi's who have been insider trading forever, forever, have been benefiting, benefiting of the system, and now they've either been voted out or they're stepping down or leaving office. They no longer care. People are no longer allowed to access the same benefits that they got to get rich. In fact, less people having access to the kind of benefits they had means they get to hoard more of the wealth to themselves. And of course, they're going to do it. So let's continue. Article by Michael Ginsburg, a congressional correspondent, January 24th, 2023. It is now January 25th at 2.27 a.m. This article was released at 2.06 p.m. yesterday afternoon. Republican, oh, Missouri, I thought Montana, my bad. Missouri Senator Josh Howley introduced legislation today, uh, Tuesday. That would prohibit members of Congress from trading individual stocks. Howley's, preve- uh, Howley's preventing elected official uh, elected leaders from owning securities and investments act requires members of uh, requires members and their immediate family members to place stocks in qualified blind trusts. See, there you go. That's interesting. If the other article said that, I probably would have had a different little change of tune there. But I still think there's a, a, a an ill-placed... Um, I, I think there needs to be an address of grievances. Because if you're a private citizen, there should be no uh, reason why you can't buy and trade stocks. I, I understand the reason behind it. I'm just saying I feel like there's an infringement there. Even if I am not exactly comfortable with saying it out loud. Because, you know, ugh. it gives people I don't like the out. But at the same time, if I'm going to sit here and act like I have some... Some, um, you know, someone with some fucking uh, integrity. I got, I got to be like, well, you know, it sucks, but them's the breaks. It's kind of like, yeah, well, you know, Second Amendment is kind of clear. If you don't like how it's written, then you have to have a con- uh, convention of states. But the way it's written, man, people should be allowed to own recreational nukes. I'm not saying they should. I'm just saying mm, that's how it's written. Mm. But let's move on. Completely off topic. But I'm trying to pad this out a little bit. So, and their immediate family members to place stocks in a qualified blind trust. If members do not do so, they must forfeit the stock to the U.S. Treasury according to legislation. The senator introduced similar legislation in the 117th Congress. Ah, so if you don't put your stocks into the little little trust, you will give your money to the machine. You have no options. Quote, For too long, politicians in Washington have taken advantage of the economic system. They write the rules for turning profits for themselves at the expense of the American people, Howley said in a statement, quote, As members of Congress, both senators and representatives are tasked with providing on-site 
sorry, oversight of the same companies they invest in, yet they continually buy and sell stocks outperforming the markets time and again. From Abigail uh, uh, Marone over here, new Holly M.O. announced the Pelosi Act. Let's see, pull it up here and I'll uh, read it. Uh, I'm active on Twitter again. <laughs> ah, if it would load, okay. For immediate release, January 24th, 2023, Howley announces Pelosi Act. Reintroduction of bill to ban lawmakers from trading stocks. Josh Howley, U.S. Senator for Missouri. Washington Today, U.S. Senator Josh Howley, a Republican from Missouri, reintroduced his bill to ban lawmakers from stock trading, the Preventing Elected Leaders from Owning Securities and Investments Pelosi Act, would prohibit members of Congress and their spouses from holding or trading individual stocks. The bill will require members found in violations to return their profits to the American taxpayers. Quote, for too long, politicians in Washington, we've already read all this. Uh, let's go down here to the background, shall we? Oh, wait, hold on. Actually, you know what? There is more to this. I will reread this. Quote, for too long, politicians in Washington have taken advantage of the economic system. They write the rules, turning profits for themselves at the expense of the American people. As members of Congress, both senators and representatives are tasked with providing oversight of the same companies they invest in. They continually buy and sell stocks, outperforming the market time and again. Said Senator Howley, quote, While Wall Street and big tech companies work hand-in-hand with elected officials to enrich each other, hard-working Americans pay the price. The solution is clear. We must immediately and permanently ban all members of Congress from trading stocks. The background. The Pelosi Act will prohibit members of Congress and their spouses from holding, acquiring, or selling stocks or equivalent economic interests during their tenure in elected office, any holdings in diversified mutual funds, exchange-traded uh, exchange funds, or U.S. Treasury bonds are exempt hmm, from prohibition. Given members of Congress, uh, part two, given members of Congress and their spouses six months upon assuming office to divest any prohibited holdings or place those holdings in a blind trust for the remainder of the tenure in office. Three, ensure members or their spouses forfeit any investment profits to the American people via the U.S. Treasury if they are found to be in violation of the act. Members who have who violated the requirements will also lose the ability to deduct the losses of those investments on their income taxes. The Ethics Committee of Congress may levy additional fines and will publicize violations for require that after two years the act's implementation the Government Accountability Office GAO go will conduct an audit of members compliance with the act so that hopefully that's a renewing thing for every couple of years. Huh. 
Senator Hawley originally introduced the Banning Insider Trading in Congress Act last Congress. Nice. Oh, this right here is just base as fuck. I'm going to retweet this one out. Bam, I like that one. Nancy Pelosi wants to uh, wants to still be relevant. Here you go. Yeah, no shit. Wow. I like this. Now we're going to hop over here to the last thing I want to show you. From Unusual Whales. Let me drop a follow here. I just released the full trading report on politicians in 2021. In short, many beat the market. They traded more than ever before, and they made numerous unusual timed trades, resulting in huge gains. Right here, the blue is Democrat, red is Republican, and SPY is the stock. So let's check it out. SPY is all the way down here. As you see, we got some names we... Not a lot of names we actually I recognize off the bat, actually. You know, let's see. Ron Wyden, I recognize Ron Wyden. Uh, Dean Phillips. The more we get the list, the more we start trying to recognize. Mitch McConnell, of course. Of course. Uh, Sh Shelly Capito. Alright. Mo Brooks. Don Breyer. Alright, you know what? From... I'm going to do this in this order. From lowest to highest. I'm going to read it out. Okay, so the bottom of the list, from lowest to highest. Thomas Carper, Democrat. William Keaton, Democrat. Kathy Castor, Democrat. Blake Moore, Republican. Lloyd Doggett, Democrat. John Yamuth, Democrat. Josh Gottimer, Democrat. August Funger, Republican. Tommy Tuberville, Republican. Ron Wyden, Democrat. Elaine Lura, Democrat. Dean Phillips, Democrat. Deborah Ross, Democrat. David Joyce, Republican. Kathleen... Sorry, Catherine Clark, Democrat. Thomas Sozi, Democrat. Mitch McConnell, Republican. Shelby Capito, Republican. Shelley Capito, Republican. Sorry. Alan Lowenthal, Democrat. Victoria Sparts, Republican. Mo Brooks, Republican. Don Breyer, Democrat. Earl Blumener, Democrat. Michael Guest, Republican. Jim Legovin, Democrat. Debbie Dingle, Ugh, Democrat. Peter Welch, Democrat. David McKinley, Republican. David Roser, Republican. Nancy Pelosi, Democrat. Dan, the World Economic Forum, Pass Around Bitch Boy, Crenshaw. John Curtis, Republican. French Hill, another World Economic Forum, Republican. Brian Mast, another World Economic Forum Republican, and Austin Scott, again, another World Economic Forum Republican. And you will notice something, and this is something I want to point out and make it clear here. Nancy Pelosi unfairly gets painted with the brush of being the biggest one. She always comes out on top of this. No, she she almost doesn't, actually. No, don't get me wrong. These are, like, the best-performing people in the system. Like, these are making millions of dollars hand over fist regularly. By insider trading, is taking advantage of the American people while they pass rules and regulations that defraud you, cut your income, take more money from your hardworking paychecks, and leave you with less and less and less until you can barely figure out how to feed your kids, figure out how to put gas in your car to get to work, and live your life. This is bullshit. These people are living it up. But Nancy Pelosi is one, two, three, four, five, six, 
six down the list six from the top interesting to take note but who are the top five they're all republicans for which are world economic forum affiliates i'm surprised dan crenshaw is lower than that is as low as he is i would have expected him to be in the top three but he's not but we'll see what comes of this that being said this has been inside four walls i've been your host james madison and i shall catch you guys later deuce you know i keep saying that there's this weird feeling like there's some fucked up energy from 2016 starting to come back into the fold a little bit for better or worse i'm kind of here for the chaos but here we go groundhog's day all oh oh never mind sorry i just got a breaking news text on my phone but it's for bullshit that doesn't matter anyway doj files second antitrust lawsuit against google Round and around and around we go. The U.S. Justice Department on Tuesday filed its second antitrust lawsuit against Google in just over two years. Oh. Well, I guess the other one I'm thinking of also included uh, Facebook and Twitter as well. And that kicked off in, like, what, 2016? Like, 2017? Like, 2017, 2018? But moving on. 2020 and 2021 really threw my perception of time. Uh, in just over two years, it's the latest sign that the U.S. government is not backing down from cases against tech firms, even in light of a mixed record in court on antitrust suits. Now, scroll down here. Go over to the left. Boop. Highest factuality was is WHDH with a high factuality from four hours ago. Hop over here to the right. The highest factual that we got is the News Herald, which we know is behind a paywall, and it's from two hours ago. The other one is from three hours ago, and it's the Inforum. We go over here to the center. We have the Free Times with a center bias from two hours ago, and that's how we picked the article for this upload. Now let's hop into it. Now this only broke about two hours ago. We're finding out more about it as we go. Let's just see what happens. Not much of it came, not much came from the first go around. We just found out that a lot of our politicians are really don't understand how any of this shit works. Um, God, shit like this reminds me how sad I am that this is going to be the first presidential election cycle with no John McAfee for a, in, in quite a while. I really miss that guy. I still have my McAfee 2020 hat. Huh, R.I.P. man. This is the kind of shit he would have been going off on, most posting videos being goofy about. Ah, oh, well. Let's continue. Tuesday at 2 p.m. Updated January 4th, 2023 at 6.12 p.m. It is currently 8.08 p.m. By Eric Tucker, Bar- uh, Barbara Orote, and Frank uh, Bajak with the AP. Washington AP. The Justice Department on eight states... Uh, sorry, the Justice Department and eight states filed an antitrust suit against Google on Tuesday seeking to shatter its alleged monopoly on the entire ecosystem of online advertising as a harmful burden to advertisers, consumers, and even the U.S. government. Funny, Elon Musk takes over Twitter, and now there's a huge push to actually get the ball rolling and breaking up these monopolies. Weird. Seems almost like it's convenient now or something. The government alleges... That Google's plan to assert dominance in in, on, in online ads has been has to uh, has been to be uh, to quote 
neutralize or eliminate rivals through acquisition and to force advertisers to use its products by making it difficult to use competitors offerings it's part of a new uh part of a new if slow and halting push by the u.s to uh rein in big tech companies that have enjoyed largely unbridled growth in the past decade and a half the antitrust suits was filed in federal court against alexandria virginia attorney merrick garland oh boy always fun said in a press conference tuesday that quote for 15 years google has pursued a course of anti-competitive conduct this socialist ass government actually cares about fucking market free market now fascinating that has been halted uh that has halted the rise of rival technologies and manipulated the mechanics of online ad auctions to force advertisers to publish and publishers to use its tools this would have been useful during the apocalypse but we get we got article 9 in so doing he added quote google has engaged in exclusionary conduct that has quote severely weakened if not destroyed competition in the ad tech industry quote first google controls the technology used by nearly every major website publisher to offer advertising space for sale second google controls the leading tool used by advertisers to buy uh to buy that advertising space and third google controls the largest ad exchange that matches publishers and advertisers together each time that ad space is sold garland said as a result he added quote website creators earn less than advertisers pay uh sorry restart that one because i'm illiterate as fuck quote website creators earn less and advertisers pay more and this means fewer publishers can afford their content without subscriptions paywalls and other fees to make up for revenue the department suit accuses Google of unlawful, unlawfully monopolizing. Well, it's illegal to m- monopolize. Period. So there's no such thing. Saying unlawfully monopolize. It's like you're illegally breaking the law. Kind of redundantly redundant, with redundancies included. <clears throat> monopolizing the way ads are served online by. Excluding competitors, this includes its 2008 acquisition of DoubleClick, a dominant ad server and subsequent rollout of technology that locks in the split-second bidding process for ads that get served on web pages. Google's ad manager lets large publishers who have significant uh, significant direct sale manage their advertisements. The ad exchange, meanwhile, is a real-time marketplace to buy and sell online display ads. I, I miss pre-2016 ad revenue. Like I never had it, but man, the ad system was a lot simpler back in the day. And then everybody wanted to blame PewDiePie for something that Google had already been working on manipulating in the background anyway. The lawsuit demands that Google break off three different businesses from its core businesses of search, YouTube, and other products. Well, no, YouTube uh, is actually a, a losing profit for it. It'd be really funny if you almost bought YouTube. It'd be hilarious. And YouTube products such as Gmail, the buying and selling of ads, and ownership of the exchange 
were that business and uh, business is transacted. Digital ads currently account for about 80% of Google's revenue and by and large support its other less lucrative endeavors. But the company, along with Facebook's parent company, Meta, has seen its market share decline in recent years as smaller rivals grab bigger portions of the online advertising market. On top of that, the overall online ad uh, online ads environment market is cooling off as advertisers clamp down on spending and brace for a potential recession. Potential recession, bro, we're in it. Alphabet Incorporated, Google parent company, said in a statement that the suit, quote, doubles down on a flawed argument that shows innovation rise advertise uh raising advertising fees and make it harder for thousands of smaller businesses and publishers to grow tuesday's lawsuit comes as the u.s government is increasingly looking up looking to rein in big tech's dominance although such legal actions can take years to complete and congress has not passed recent any recent legislation seeking to curb the influence of the tech industry uh, tech industry's largest players. The European Union has been more active. It launched an antitrust investigation into Google's digital ad dominance in 2021. British and European regulators are also looking into whether an agreement for online display advertising services between Google and Meta breached rules on fair competition. An internet service trade group includes Google as a member described the lawsuit and its, quote, radical structural remedies as unjustified. Matt Schroyers, president of the Computer and Communications Industry Association, said competition for advertising is fierce and the, quote, government's uh, contention that digital ads aren't in competition with print Broadcast and outdoor advertising defies reason. Not an un- entirely unbased take, to be completely honest. Uh, Diana Sirisavins, a Yale University fellow and pardon me, ad tech expert, said the lawsuit is quote huge because it ally uh, aligns the entire nation, state and federal governments in a bipartisan legal offensive against Google. So far, so all right, I guess. The current uh, uh, the current online ad market, uh, Sirisavinson said, quote, is broken and totally inefficient. Yeah, that, 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 that's true. People make like, no money these days. The fact that the intermediaries are getting 30 to 50% of the take on each, of, each ad trade is, quote, an insane inefficiency to have baked into the U.S. economy. Well, getting 30 to 50% of the take. Now, I would say 50% is a little bit, is way too much. Now, 30%, look, there is server cost, there is housing fee. You gotta make sure that it doesn't devolve into, well, you should give it to me for free, because then the system will just inevitably collapse. Now, again, like, 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 like I literally just said, 30% is a bit high, too, but I don't know what the full breakdown is. There's domain costs, housing costs, maintenance, employee costs. There's a lot that goes into it. There's also contract costs with certain ads and uh, advertisers. So, 
I don't know how, how unfair 30% is, but I know for certain that taking half is fucking retarded and ridiculous. Moving on. Uh, intermediate, intermediaries are getting 30 to 50% of the take on each ad trade is, quote, an insane inefficiency to have baked into the U.S. economy. She called it, quote, a massive tax on the free internet and consumers at large. It directly... Uh, affects the visibility of free press as well. As with many high, complex technical markets, it has taken time for federal and state regulators and policymakers to catch up with and understand the online market. Remember us saying about our politicians just being old? There. The online market. Sirensevinson noted that it took a decade before they woke up to the perils of the high-speed trading of financial markets and began adopting measures to uh, to discourage it. Google held nearly 29% of the U.S. digital advertising market, which includes all of the ads people see on computers, phones, tablets, and other internet-connected devices in 2022. Damn, were there ads on Dominion voting machines? According... To research firm Inside Intelligence, Facebook parent company Meta is second, commanding nearly 20% of the market. Amazon is a distant but growing third at more than 11%. No, and Amazon will be there by next year or the year after. Insider is estimating that both Google and Meta's share of the market will decline, while rivals such as Amazon and TikTok are expected to see gains. Well, TikTok is on the chopping block, potentially. TikTok could be banned any potential month now i wouldn't say day or week but potentially in the next couple months it's already getting banned on employees phones who work for the federal government and then from there it will probably expand into a ban on all um like all government uh like you know active duty uh like soldier air force navy marines like their phones would be cut off from having tiktok and then it would probably work its way into a slow nationwide ban, which, again, people will find a way to download it anyway, and I fully support that. I also think TikTok is a parasite, is a Cthulhuian, Lovecraftian monster with, it, with its tendrils in every aspect of our entire online ecosystem. It's insane. Part of the dead internet theory can't be blamed on websites owned by the CCP, such as TikTok, which are just choking everything out this is the latest legal action taken against google by either the justice department or local state governments in october 2020 uh for instance the trump administration and 11 state attorneys general sued google for violating antitrust laws alleging anti-competitive practices in the search and search advertising markets which just sounds like trump was right and that lawsuit was completely justified Asked why the Justice Department would bring the suit when a similar complaint has already been filed by states, Assistant Attorney General Jonathan Cantor, the department's top blow—I mean antitrust official—said, "Quote: We conduct our own investigation, and that investigation occurred over many years." He said the Justice Department lawsuit, totaling roughly 150 pages, detailed, "Quote." Many facts, many episodes, individually and in the aggregate, reveal numerous monopolies. Today, uh, Tuesday's lawsuit is, in essence, 
aligns the Biden administration with the new states with, and new states with the 35 states and the District of Columbia that sued Google in December 2020. That also would bring the Biden administration and Donald Trump onto the same page on this front as well. This is an interesting story. Like I said, it was developing. I only need the bare bones basics of it. I'm learning a lot of this with you in real time. I thought my jokes have been kind of limited. Sorry. What is knocking? Is that just my? It must just be my my Red Bull can. But it's still pretty, pretty full. Interesting. Moving on. Uh, Tuesday lawsuit. The states taking part in the suit include California, Virginia, Connecticut, Colorado, New Jersey, New York, Rhode Island, and Tennessee. AP Technologies writer uh, Ortre reported from San Francisco and Bajank from Boston. AP Technology writer Matt O'Brien contributed. Alright, there seems to be no comments on here yet. As the story unfolds, we will keep you updated. That being said, I'm going to wrap it up here. This has been Inside Four Walls. I've been your streams Madison, and I shall catch you guys in the next episode. Coming up today. Peace. Burning the midnight oil, Mr. Smith. Hey, now don't forget to sign in. Hey, welcome back to Inside Four Walls. I'm your host, James Masson, and a bit of housekeeping to start off with, I am back on Twitter. Not that it really means much. Uh, oh. Oh, well, you know what? Hey. I guess somebody does care after all. Shout out to uh, Nelgum Ford. Yeah, I appreciate you, Nelgum Ford. I will Twitter, I will Twitter things as I see them. I appreciate it. Gucci. Now, let's move in to the day's story, shall we? Just for this episode specifically. I've been away for a couple days. You know, this is just a, a little hobby, side hustle for me. If it grows into anything bigger, Mazatov. If not, side hustle. Now, it has been such a long long time since we got an update on this Alec Baldwin case. I think it's probably been about a month and a half since my last up, uh, like episode about this. And this is some, like, concrete, actual, uh, update. So let's get into it, shall we? Alec Baldwin and Armour to be charged in involuntary manslaughter after fatal shooting of Helena Hutchins on set of Rust. Involuntary, huh? Now, I was at work. It was probably about 2 in the afternoon when I first heard about it. And somebody reported, uh, the headline I got, I have the Newsbreak app, said found guilty of voluntary manslaughter. I spent the next half hour trying to figure out what the hell the difference was between homicide and voluntary manslaughter. Then I sat down and actually read it. It's involuntary manslaughter. Now, there is a lot to consider here. Right. Helena Hutchins or, uh, sorry, the armorer's defense is fucking weird. It would have been so much easier for them to come out and just say the gun was was full of dummy rounds when we handed it over Whatever happened after that, we could not tell you. We did our job absolutely correctly. Or she could have said, you know, I did my job correctly. But instead, she swallows her entire foot. There's a lot to get into. So let's get into it. But you know I don't buy the narratives. 
let's, let's scroll in. The actor Alec Baldwin has been charged with involuntary manslaughter in the fatal film set shooting of a cinematographer 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 during a rehearsal on the western film Rust according to reports. You know Alec was never my favorite of the Baldwin brothers. So we have a couple articles we're going to, you know, actually go through. Let's see here, click in the center. High factuality, high factuality. It's eight hours ago, click over here. Nine hours ago, mixed, mixed. Fourteen hours ago, high factuality, but it's fourteen hours ago. So we're going to go with the center factuality here, with desert news, and then we're going to go into an article of personal preference for the next one. So let's continue, shall we? Over here at desert news. Alec Baldwin will be charged with the involuntary manslaughter of, or sorry, involuntary manslaughter of Helena Hutchins for some reason, just on straight autopilot. What does that mean? Involuntary manslaughter is the unintentional killing of another person by Hannah Sarek, published January 19th, 2023. As of recording, it is currently 2.22 a.m. January 20th, 2023. On Thursday, it was announced that Alec Baldwin will be charged with involuntary manslaughter according to the New York Times when Baldwin filmed Rust in October 2021. Man, 2021. What a different time period. He was given a gun with ammunition in it. The gun was fired and a cinematographer died on set. Baldwin said he didn't know the gun had a live round in it, and also didn't intentionally fire the gun per NPR. Charges will be filed later this month, Baldwin's lawyer said in a statement that he plans to fight the charges. Here's an explanation of what involuntary manslaughter is. What is involuntary manslaughter? Involuntary manslaughter is a legal term that refers to the unintentional homicide. There are two types of involuntary manslaughter instances. According to the legal database, Justia. Recklessness and criminal negligence is one type of manslaughter, and the other is a misdemeanor manslaughter. I remember being a kid and the first time I heard about manslaughter was watching Monster House when uh, they think they killed Nebercracker. He goes, you're going to go to prison for manslaughter. In the case of reckless and criminal negligence, the prosecution needs to prove that a defendant acted recklessly or negligently, meaning acting a buffoon. It means neither that the defendant should have been, uh, sorry, let me restart that. It means either that the defendant should have been more sensitive to a risk that they were, uh, that they were aware of, or that the defendant reasonably should have been aware of a risk per Jessica. Failing to perform a particular action can also qualify as criminal negligence. Misdemeanor manslaughter is a type of involuntary manslaughter. This type of involuntary manslaughter is the unintentional death of someone when a person is in the process of committing a misdemeanor. According to Justia, if a person is committing a felony as opposed to a misdemeanor, it's possible that what's called felony murder rule will well then it's just murder i don't care what pronoun you slap and i don't respect pronouns to begin with uh anyway murder rule will kick in and this means that the person could be charged with murder according to npr 
the minimum sentence upon conviction is up to 18 months in jail and a $5,000 fine. If you're wondering what the value of a human life is about that. If Baldwin is convicted, the charge would carry a firearm uh, enhancement, which could increase the jail time up to five years. You kill a woman, you slide, and then you uh, fucking get aggressive. First you say, oh, I didn't know her. Then you say, oh, she's a fucking bitch, man. I don't know. Judge denies that. Oh, that's a completely unrelated story. Now, let's check out the comments a little bit. Just these three. Uh, Harrison Bergeron. Uh, Harrison Bergeron. Why do I know that name? Baldwin's behavior around the shooting is highly suspicious. I don't believe his story. Yeah, me neither. What does that mean? Uh, this one's by Daniel Gregg. What does this mean? It means ongoing trips to friendly ta- uh, friendly talk shows where Baldwin can complain under unf- uh, how unfair and horrible this is for him. The prosecution should request a gag order. Fair, fair. And it says, uh, no names accepted replied here. Given his unusual ability to preemptively taint a jury pool, a gag order would be appropriate for this case. All based comments. Uh, Anti-Matrix says Baldwin should be in custody awaiting trial. Uh, Agreed. Now let's move on to the next article. Now... Since I'll be throwing links up to my videos on Twitter again, uh, and there's a potential that I'll get new audience, I just want to throw out Post Millennial on Ground News. Ground News is where I aggregate all my news from. I use it to pick the articles with the highest factuality I can find, as well as the articles with the most recent date of release. Now, Post Millennial and Washington Examiner are two of my favorite outlets. Um, both of them have a mixed factuality right now the the mixed factuality will be darker if they're more accurate and lighter if they're more inaccurate now or sorry rewind reverse then as Wonka would say uh i personally trust the post-millennial i will accept complete criticism and i just ask for your sources in the comments below that being said i want to be in full transparency and just say yeah Ground News gives Post Millennial a right-leaning, uh, right-leaning bias with a mixed factuality. That being said, we're going to go over here to the Post Millennial and get into it. American News from January 19th, 2023, breaking out Baldwin to be charged with involuntary manslaughter in fatal rushing. They also tend to get more information that other outlets just tend to overlook. They're a bit more on the culture warrior side of information. The announcement of the charge comes over two years, it's been two years, god, after Alec Baldwin shot and killed 42-year-old cinematographer Helena Hutchins and injured director Joel Souza with a live round from a prop gun. It's not a prop gun, it's a real gun. I don't, it was meant to be used as a prop, but the fact that it had a hammer and it wasn't capped or anything and you could fire live rounds means it was a live round firearm there is no prop gun goofy wording but all right by hannah nightingale at least your name's cool let's continue is that anything to do with it and now they're going to go with round two with climate change nope moving on on thursday prosecutors announced that they will charge alec baldwin and armorer hannah 
Gutierrez Reed with two counts each of involuntary manslaughter in a tri- in a fatal shooting of cinematographer Helena Hutchins on Baldwin's Rust set. We have a tweet here from Chris Vance Cleave. Per the DEA in Santa Fe, Rust actor and producer Alec Baldwin and armorer Hernanda uh, Gutierrez-Reed will each be charged with no with two counts of involuntary manslaughter in the death of Elena Hutchins on the film's Santa Fe uh, Santa Fe County set in 2021. Fun fact: When I was in second grade, they'd do a diorama about Santa Fe. Don't know what the context was behind that, but I, I, it was a weird project. Anyway, the announcement of the charge comes over two years after Alec Baldwin shot and killed for, uh, 42-year-old cinematographer Helena Hutchins and injured director Joel Souza with a live round from a propaganda. I have a clip here from uh, NBC News. She was someone who was loved by everyone who worked with and liked by everyone who worked with and admired. I just don't care when actors cry. It's like they're actors or something. Even now, I find it hard to believe that. It just doesn't seem, it doesn't seem real to me. You haven't said much in public since that tragic accident. Why speak out? That is definitively not true. We will get into that. I think the big question, and the one you must have asked yourself a thousand times, how could this have happened? You described it as a one in a trillion shot, and the gun was in your hand. How do you come to terms with that? It wasn't in the script for the trigger you pulled. Well, the trigger wasn't pulled. I didn't pull the trigger. The gun magically fired. I didn't pull the trigger. It's kind of like how Ghislaine Maxwell is the first woman to go to prison for, you know, human trafficking to nobody. She, She sent the people to somebody but the somebody doesn't exist okay i didn't pull the trigger the gun just went bang guns kill people apparently i guess not people but guns magic pop you never pulled the trigger. <coughs> no no I, I would never point a gun at anyone and pull a trigger at them never what did you think happened oh that's what you thought real bullet get on that set? i have no idea someone put a live bullet in a gun a bullet that wasn't even supposed to be on the property uh, it's interesting he says that because they found like 10 live rounds just casually mixed in. Like they found rounds sprinkled into, uh, they found rounds just sprinkled into like uh, Jensen Ackles, uh, like gunslinger belt. Like they found live rounds scattered everywhere. And I have a, you know what, I'll, 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 I'll save this next comment till the end. How do you respond to actors like George Clooney who say that every time they were handed a gun, they checked it themselves? Fuck them! <laughs> Your emotions are so clearly so right there on the surface. Uh. You felt shock. You felt anger. You felt sadness. Do you feel guilt? You said you're not a victim, but is this the worst thing that's ever happened to you? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I, I think back... And I think of what could I have done? Alec Baldwin, unscripted. The newsmaking special event. Tomorrow night at 8, 7 central on ABC. 
Unscripted, they claim. Moving on. According to CBS News National Correspondent Chris Van Cleve, Assistant Director David Hall, quote, has signed a plea agreement for the charge of negligent use of a deadly weapon. So it's not a prop. It's a real, it's a real firearm. Why the fuck does the post-millennial itself call it a prop? See, I, I criticize outlets I, I even like. Now, the term included or include a suspended sentence and six months probation. Too lenient. They should lock him and Kobe that key into a wastebasket. We have a tweet here from Jack Posobiec. Alec Baldwin's assistant director took a plea deal and plead and pled guilty to negligent use of a deadly weapon. He's going to testify against Baldwin. Assistant uh, from Chris Van Cleve. Assistant Director David Halls has signed a plea agreement for the charge of negligent use of a deadly weapon. In the terms included, uh, the terms include a suspended sentence for six months of probation. A copy of the plea deal, uh, plea agreement, will be available after it has been filed with the court. Uh, and this week continues. No charges will be filed specific to non-fatal shootings of Rust Director Joel Souza, meaning another plea deal was just signed. No charges were filed in connection to the shooting of Rust Director Joel Souza, who was injured but survived. I want to know more about that. That is interesting. In a statement from New Mexico First Judicial District Attorney Mary Carmack uh, Altwees, she stated that her office will file criminal charges against the two by the end of the month, quote, after a thorough review of the evidence and the laws of the state of New Mexico, I have, I have determined that, let me try this break this down a little bit. I have determined that there is a sufficient amount of evidence to file criminal charges against Alec Baldwin and other members of the Rust film crew. Carmack Altoiz said, quote, on my watch, no one is above the law, and everyone deserves justice. Quote Alec, uh, sorry, Baldwin and Gutierrez Reed will be charged in the alternative with the two counts of manslaughter, meaning that the jury would decide not si- would decide not simply if they were guilty, but under which definition of involuntary manslaughter they were guilty. So they, but why don't you just leave it so they can decide if they're found just straight up guilty of homicide or not? You said it, so it has to be this lesser charge that's not going to be homicide. Why is that? If the trial goes out the way it's looking like it's going to go, right? You have people testify and it comes out that, oh yeah, there was ammunition everywhere, which is already being reported. Like, this set just had live rounds everywhere, and there was a handful of live firearms on set that were meant to be used as props, but none of the measures taken made them just props. They weren't capped. They didn't have the hammer removed or replaced or anything. Hmm. Everything about this case has been super fucking suspicious. And Alec Baldwin went from pretending that he never knew her, that she was some fucking rando they hired, to saying, oh, she was a close friend, and it breaks my heart what happened to her, to she was difficult to work with and nobody fucking liked her. Then him and his fucking fake immigrant wife blew a gasket on press, and I'll find the footage you put in the episode, where they were screaming at uh, press from around their car. Like, come on. 
I don't buy a single detail of this fucking story. But that's just me. Um, the jury would find the definition of involuntary manslaughter that they were guilty. A statement from her office said, Involuntary manslaughter is a fourth-degree felony in the state of New Mexico and carries an 18-month jail sentence and a $5,000 fine. Alec Baldwin shits $5,000. Carmack Altwees noted that, quote, The other charge is involuntary manslaughter in the commission of a lawsuit act, or uh, of a lawful act, which is also fourth-degree felony carrying the same sentence. Same sentencing, pardon me. Uh, quote, if any one of these three people, Alec Baldwin, Hernandez, Go- uh, Hannah Gutierrez-Reed, or David Halls, had done their job, Helene Hutchins would be alive today. It's that simple, said Andrea Reeb, a special prosecutor appointed by the DA to the case. Quote, the evidence clearly shows a pattern of criminal disregard for safety of the rest film set in New Mexico. There is no room for the film sets. Mm, pardon me. For film sets that don't take our state's commitment to gun safety and public safety seriously. End quote. In 2021, Baldwin had said in an interview with George Stephanopoulos that he, quote, didn't pull the trigger, but later the FBI analysis concluded that he did, in fact, pull the trigger. Uh oh. It was also found that the prop gun had been loaded. I hate that they keep calling it a prop gun. Had been loaded with live rounds. Multiple live rounds, by the way. And that the gun had misfired multiple times leading up to the fatal shooting. In April 2022, New Mexico's Occupational Health and Safety Bureau fined Rust Movie Productions $136,793, the maximum possible fine. Why is that the maximum possible? That's a random clump of digits. The Bureau also reportedly issued a, quote, scathing narrative of safety failures in violation of standard industry protocols, end quote, which included testimony that the production's manager took little to no action to address two previous misfires leading up to the fatal October shooting. They also documented numerous gun safety complaints brought forth by crew members that they that they say went unnoticed and said that weapon specialists were not allowed to make decisions regarding additional safety training you caught that right the people who were hired to be on set to make sure the firearms were handled properly safely and to protocol were not allowed to do anything on set including you know their fucking jobs interesting how things are just kind of falling into these waves isn't it the production's head armorer, uh, Hannah Gutierrez-Reed, had previously had a number of complaints lodged against her. In regard to concerns over her careless handling of weapons, Gutierrez-Reed and her assistants had also been allegedly been pay- uh, playing with weapons on the set of Rust. Hutchins had reportedly been advocating for, her, uh, for safer conditions for her team. And she was probably just seeing this with a Karen. And they literally killed Karen. Oof. In November 2022, wow, uh, Baldwin launched a lawsuit against several crew members of the film for reckless and dereliction of duty. The suit named Hannah Gutierrez-Reed, the chief armorer, assistant director Dave Halls, and prop master 
Sarah Zachary, and Seth Kenny, the gun supplier. The gun supplier? Well, I mean, that's not even his fault. Unless you, he was specifically told, give us guns I can't fire. But then again, that wouldn't make sense, because if you had guns I can't fire, you would be able to fire blanks. Which, even then, like... I remember when it first came out, people were like, it's possible that a blank casing got fired. And that is entirely possible, but it's super unlikely. Like, that little chunk of the metal from the uh, from a blank could get lodged in there. It's just unlikely. More and more people are opting to use uh, 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 CGI, you know. But let, let, let's move on, shall we? The previous... Uh, let's see. Right down here. The previous month, Baldwin settled with Hutchins' family in a wrongful death suit. That's already kind of damning right there. As part of the agreement, Matthew Hutchins, Helena's widower, will act as an executive producer when the film resumes production. Yeah, there's a little bit more to him. Anyway, in October 2022, it's a little weird that this guy from the private sector can just come in. It's okay. In October 2022, it was revealed that Russ would resume production in January, but the production would not resume in New Mexico, according to Vanity. This is a breaking story and will be updated. All right. There's a couple things I want to show you before we wrap up this episode. There's just one more article to read. Uh, but there's a couple of videos, so let's check them out real quick. It's been a minute, right? So let, let, let's uh, refresh catch back up to where we were. Also, I'm going to drink some of this delicious Speedway coffee. The film. One of the things her attorney has said is that she was hired for two positions on the film and therefore was stretched in an inappropriate way. Did she raise any of those concerns with you? No, I assume that everyone who's shooting a lower budget film uh, is stretched, myself included. And I, I, I got no complaints from her or the prop department. I'm not sitting there when I'm getting dressed and ready to go to a scene and say, oh my God, the prop woman seemed very harried today. You know, I didn't get a sense of that from, from, from any of the, 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 the people on the film. The first time I heard that there was any problem with anybody uh, in the crew of the film was when Luber said, well, we have some issues here. Lane Luber, the first camera assistant, would email production managers a resignation letter later that night citing safety concerns. Quote, during the filming of gunfights on this job, things are often played very fast and loose. So far, there have been two accidental weapons discharges. He also wrote about concerns about reasonable rest and housing for local crew with long commutes to the set. When he quit, now, the day before that happened, we rapped, and he came up to me and he said, thank you for the position you've taken on behalf of IATSE and the union on social media. I said, my pleasure. This photo, posted by Helena, showed the cast and crew in solidarity with IATSE, the International Alliance of Theatrical Stage Employees, which had been on the verge of a strike. And Alec posted this on Instagram. And I want to say to the people in IATSE, do what you need to do. You want to go on strike? Go on strike. Because I'll tell you something about the executives. They don't give a about you. He said, because we have some issues here. <laughs> I said, such uh, as, and he said, my men need much. a better hotel room. No <laughs> mention of safety issues. He didn't say anything about the accidental he discharges on set? He didn't say anything about anything. He goes, my men need better hotel rooms. I said, well, we're leaving, we're wrapping. Will you be here tomorrow? He said, yes. Because what I was about to do, which I've done 
on any number of films and TV projects was to give more of the, my salary back to the production to pay for X. And I was about to say to him, let me know what it would be to B and B you guys in a house that's closer to the, how we can address your problem. I will be happy to contribute to, to that. The next day they were gone. So you had no sense from anyone on the set that people had been stretched to the point where safety was compromised? No, no. I never heard one word about that. No. <coughs> Russ pro mm. Producer Alec, <clears throat> another contradiction in the interview, says he hadn't heard about safety concerns prior to the killing, then admits that whistleblower Lane Looper approached him with concerns about lodging. IOW unsafe commute, long hours, indicating AB, Alec Baldwin, had a say in movie financials and work conditions. A rare golden star goes to Reddit for this moment. Let's move on. Now, this is admittedly a bit of an older video right here from October 30th, 2021. This is from right after the shooting happened. This is being reported at the time. And it seemed like a lot of people missed this because earlier I was talking to people about it today. I was like, yeah, you know, they found other live rounds on set. And they're like, where did you hear that from? I was like, uh, first off, you know, ammunition comes in like a box, right? It would actually be a far more incriminating. Like, I would not be like sitting here suspecting that there was more foul play at hand than what's being reported. You know, if it was just one bullet, one live round was on set and it happened to get into the gun that Alec Baldwin specifically fired, I would say, dude, there is a hands down no fucking doubt that there was some sort of pre-planned homicide here. I'm willing to suspend my, uh, my suspensions here. Suspend my suspensions here right now because there were so many live rounds just scattered around the fucking set. But ammunition usually comes in. A box, and I was telling these co-workers, and they were like, "Bro, where'd you get that from?" So I just went right to CNN and showed it to them. Here, right here. We believe that we have in our possession the firearm that was fired by Mr. Baldwin. This is the fire. This is the firearm we believe discharged the bullet. We also believe that we have the spent shell casing from the bullet that was fired from the gun. The actual lead projectile that was fired has been recovered from the shoulder of Mr. Souza. The projectile was recovered by medical personnel where he was being treated and turned over to the sheriff's office as evidence. We regard this specific spent casing and recovered projectile to be the live round that was fired from the revolver by Mr. Baldwin. We have recovered what we believe to be possible additional live rounds on set. Yeah, John, we learned a lot of information there about this weapon. There was a question about what type of projectile was used, whether it was some kind of blank round. The sheriff actually saying straight, straight out of the top that this oh, was a shit. live round of ammunition, a, a lead bullet that went through uh, Elena Hutchins and lodged into the shoulder of the director, injuring him. And the sheriff also doing something, John, that we don't often see, and that is uh, getting uh, far out in front of the medical examiner. In cases involving death, we hear a lot of times we need to wait for the autopsy, wait for the coroner's report. The sheriff describing there toward the end of that press conference, this bullet shooting and killing Elena Hutchins. He 
himself uh, describing that as killing her. And so obviously uh, uh, key pieces of information there. There's still a lot that investigators have to do as it relates to uh, assigning liability and culpability. That will be the purview of uh, the district attorney here. Again, a question of liability. It could come down to the person who loaded that weapon, the person who handed it to Alec Baldwin. As she said, everything is on the table, which could include uh, a possible uh, uh, liability for Alec Baldwin himself as the person mm -hmm. who fired the trigger. This is obviously a tragedy, but it's now up to... Well, here's the thing. I didn't think Alec Baldwin actually faced any time for this. I promise you, very last video before we move on, just to, again, full context here. So, part of the interview, part of the, like, the ad for the video said, and I remember this being a, a big thing for the time, too, first public time talking about, about the shooting publicly, and it, and it wasn't, because literally just days beforehand, he had, like, snapped. Now, I'm sure at the time of the recording, it was the first time I had spoke out publicly with it, because it's usually about a week to two weeks before, you know, releasing. There's edit, posts, all that shit. He snapped at a bunch of TMZ-type people in the absolute funniest way imaginable. Uh, here, just watch it. Let's go. Let's go. I will. Oh, what's this quality? I'm not allowed to make any comments because it's an ongoing investigation. I've been ordered by the sheriff's department in Santa Fe. I can't answer any questions about the investigation. I can't. It's an active investigation in terms of a woman dying. She was my friend. She was my friend. The day I arrived in Santa Fe to start shooting, I took her to dinner with Joel, the director. We were in a very, very, excuse me, we were a very, very, you know, his wife knows she he just contradicted himself, so she's like, Don't this oh. Now, I've been told multiple times, don't make any comments about the ongoing investigation. Yeah, and I keeps trying to pull him away, too. And you met, what, are the, sorry, what are the questions that you have other than that? You met with the, uh, the, the, the um, <laughs> just real quick, she's filming the fucking people filming them, right? Like, like, what, what tactic does that, plus you're Alec Baldwin's wife, sweetheart. Like, what does this footage achieve for you? Like, this is just, this is that suburbanite white woman shit. I know she's technically whatever, I don't know, she's Mexican, Hispanic, I don't give a fuck. Hispanic, I said. <laughs> anyway, I don't give a fuck. I don't give a, care what nationality, because her accent flickers on and off like a faulty light switch. I just understand from her position filming the TMZ guys, what does that achieve going forward exactly? Everyone knows who you are, and these guys probably don't care if they get filmed. Furthermore, they're just asking you questions and filming you. You look guilty. Pull out your phone and be like, ah! It's literally advertising. My defenses are up. You met with her family? Yes, I met with Helena. If you're spending this much time waiting for us, you should you know, know her, her name. name. Her name is Helena. Helena Hutchinson. I met with her husband, Matthew. Her son. <laughs> I'll give him it. Uh, I wouldn't know how to characterize it. They're, 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 they're mortified. You guys, you guys, you know what? Do, I mean, no details. But, but do, do me a favor. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you a question. Do me, do me a favor, hon. Shut the fuck up. The, 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 the guy is overwhelmed with me. This is something that, that you know, there are incidental accidents uh, on film sets. Uh, from time to incidental time. would imply accidents, but okay. It's a one-in-a-trillion episode. It's a one-in-a-trillion And so he is in shock. He's a nine-year-old son. You know, we are, you know, in constant contact with him because we're very worried about his family and his, his kid. And, uh, as I said, we're, we're, we're eagerly awaiting 
It could be filmed for legal purposes, for like court, actually. What else do you have? Would you ever work on another film set that involves firearms that nature? I couldn't answer that question. I really don't have any, I have no sense of it. The answer is yes. I do know that an ongoing effort to limit the use of firearms in on film sets is something I'm extremely interested in. Where are you? But remember, well, yeah, it all ties into the overall ESG system. How many bullets have been fired in films and TV shows in the last seven or five years? This is America. How many bullets have gone off in movies? And nearly all of them So, what has to happen now is we have to realize that when it does go wrong, and it's this horrible, catastrophic thing, some new measures have to take place rubber guns, plastic guns. No well, I mean, I, I would almost argue that that's an unfair question. I get, I'm not going to argue with the intent behind what he was going for with, with the, you know, how many how many bullets do you think have been fired on set? Uh, I, I would say none. There would be no bullets fired on set, considering, you know, there would be a lot more dead people on set that they're actually firing bullets. And do you mean blanks? Do you mean how many firearms have been fired? Sure. Okay, fair. Let's have that conversation. The reason why there's not an overwhelming amount of this is a low-budget, like, uh, independent film that was going to be made, edited, like, separately from a studio and then sold to a studio, like, shopped around so somebody bought it, and then it would have been released. Actually, it's still being released, if I understand correctly. Now... <laughs> Uh, pardon me, I'm just getting over a little bit of a thing I was going through for a couple days. Now, the reason why there aren't more accidents on these sets is, like, for example, a lot of these shows that, that have a lot of, like, the, these kind of, like, uh, you know, scenes in it, various firearm scenes, so big movies and smaller productions owned by larger studios, so John Wick, so on and so forth, there are, that's a high-budget, high-production film with many, many tens of millions of dollars into its production work, right? Oh. So that movie is going to have so many, that's going to have people hired on just to inspect the people who are there to make sure people are doing their jobs right. That movie is going to have an abundance of precautions that a movie like Russ could not afford to have. And ironically enough, solo shows like The Flash, Doctor Who, and a lot of these Netflix shows... They can afford to have people on set for safety and protocol that a movie like Rust would not have. So, it, it seems to me, at least, I could be wrong, and I appreciate being called out, as always. But I don't think it's exactly a fair comparison to say, But what about the other people? Again, I understand somebody's coming with, I get where he's coming from, but it's just, it just doesn't seem comparable. This is, yeah, how, but how many of them end with somebody getting fucking killed? my my man sure stuntman but this is different how many of them end with a member of the production staff fucking dying alec you want to do that argument there you go i'll have the same exact argument with the same exact amount of room temperature iq thrown in behind it no live no real that's not for me to decide it's urgent it's urgent that you understand i'm not an expert in this field so whatever other people decide is the best way to go in terms of protecting people's safety on film sets. I'm all in favor of, and I will cooperate with that in any way that I can. Do you have any further projects in the works at the moment, or is everything on hold? No, no, that, that's right irrelevant now? to what we're talking about. 
Earlier, he yells at them. Ask, do you have any questions about anything else besides this? Do you have any questions besides ones about the shooting? And this guy's like, alright, you got any other movies you're working on right now, man? That's irrelevant to the shooting. Let's only talk about the shooting. <laughs> what the fuck, dude? Do you think production will start up again? On no, I don't. Was there anything else? Why Vermont, Alex? Is that's a no, 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 that's a question. That's fine. Yeah, that's fine. Anything else? Okay. So just give me a favor. You know my my kids are in the car crying. Woman, your husband killed a woman. You're a mother, right? This man took a mother away from two kids, bro. And you're sitting here giving these people asking you the most softball. I haven't seen questions this soft since the last public Biden speaking event. Actually, that didn't go so well. Actually, Handler seemed to be keeping a mile's distance away these days. Anyway, don't sit here with this indignant ass little fucking shitbag, spoiled, privileged little fucking bitch Karen look. The man you're standing next to you killed somebody shit talked them and then ran around acting like they were fucking homies fuck you all right because you guys are following what do i want to do know. as a courtesy to you i came to the paparazzi they always follow you i talk to the cops every day you know she's just the most self-important person i'm cooperating with them so my point is is that is it i'm just asking we sat down as lady you're just the thing that Alex Alec Baldwin puts his dick in. There is no other depth to you that anyone cares about. Stop. <laughs> Everyone has told you to just stop talking, and you don't stop. It's a courtesy now to talk to you. Now, please, would you just stop following us for the rest of the Just, just, leave us just go home. We gave go you home. everything we could thank possibly you. give you, okay? Thank you. Thank, thank you. Home. Condolences. Thank you. Condolences. Condolences. Like... Like, like, like they fucking lost something. That's rich. Moving on. Alec Baldwin plans to fight manslaughter charge for Russ shooting. The charge is a fourth degree felony punishable by up to 18 months in jail and a $5,000 fine under New Mexico law. The charges also include a provision that could result in a mandatory five year, uh, five years in prison because the offense was committed with a gun, Baldwin's attorney said the charges represent a terrible miscarriage of justice. Now, Alec Baldwin is someone who likes to blow up on Twitter and say people deserve to go to prison for, for example, game hunting. Well, Alec. So, big, uh, big oof. Very, uh, very last thing we're actually gonna watch right here is just, uh, footage from the day it was released. Or, the, you know, footage from the, you know, hour that followed the shooting. Are you doing okay? No, I'm not, actually. It's just released video of cops investigating the tragic accidental shooting on the set of the Alec Baldwin movie, Russ. Who can I take my car? That's my car. Go back to the base camp and get rid of the wardrobe. Baldwin is still wearing his western wardrobe as police start taking evidence photos. You really read the redemption, that bitch. Could you hold on one second, please? More photos are taken. Then Baldwin resumes the phone call. Officers grab medical equipment from a police vehicle and race into the church where the grievously wounded cinematographer Helena Hutchins is lying. 
She later died from the accidental shooting. That's the gun. This video was taken as officers began their probe of the shooting. That haircut makes me want to punch her. This video is taken wow. as Rust director Joel Souza in his hospital room right after the shooting, recounting what happened. He was also wounded. It's a very loud bang. And it felt like somebody kicked me in the shoulder. And there's Rust Armorer, Hannah Ooh, Gutierrez. She looks ugly. Stunned. What is your point? Ugh. Hannah, Agent A. What's your job there with him? I'm the armor. I'm the armor. Yes, I was. Ugh. Just wanna. <laughs> anyway. Well. That being said, I have other things to record, and I got a couple hours before I head into work, so I'm gonna get to record in the next couple episodes. That being said, this has been Inside Four Walls. I'm your host, James Madison. Please like, share, comment, and subscribe, and I shall talk to you guys later. Also, we will follow this as story unfolds, of course. Peace. Welcome back to Inside Four Walls. I'm your host, James Madison, and the final investigation has concluded into the leaker from the Supreme Court. There was two leaks that came out regarding the Supreme Court's decisions in the overturning of Roe v. Wade. Well, the case that would have led to the overturning of Roe v. Wade. And they have found fucking zilch. So let's get right into it. Your Supreme Court report fails to identify abortion ruling leak culprit. Put my glasses on. The U.S. Supreme Court on Thursday released a report on May. On the May... 2022 leak of a draft ver ver uh, version of its blockbuster ruling overturning the 1973 Roe v. Wade decision that had legalized abortion nationwide but failed to identify who was behind the disclosure that rocked the nation's top judicial body. Now we're going to scroll down here, go to the center, click mixed factuality three hours ago, click over here. High Factuality, uh, Daily Hampshire Gazette, eight hours ago. Click over here to the right. You have the Union Leader, seven hours ago. And then you have the Supreme, uh, sorry, KSL right-leaning. I don't really like Union Leader, so I went with, you know, they are about the same age. Now, when I had first clicked this, this was only seven uh, hours old as well. So this is still technically a newer article than this one is. That being said, we're going to go use KSL as our outlet. High factuality, right lean. And that's how I came to, came to use this article for this kind of brief episode. Supreme Court says it hasn't found abortion opinion leaker by Mark Sherman and Jessica Gresco, Associate Press. January 19th, 2023 at 4.35 p.m. The Supreme Court said Thursday that it had not determined who leaked the draft of the Supreme Court's opinion overturning abortion rights, but that the investigation continues. Patrick Semensky, Associate Press. Washington, the Supreme Court said Thursday that it had not determined who leaked a draft of the Supreme Court opinion overturning abortion rights. No abortion rights were overturned. I hate to break it to you. Lean's right and... No abortion rights were actually overturned. What happened is the federal government said, we are removing our laws regarding abortion and turn it over to the states so states will now be able to vote on different laws. Meaning, if your state goes suddenly pro-life, hardcore, and bans abortion outright, 
you can rally and vote to have your state in the next election or next over the next election or two elections or whatever go back the other way to have abortion become a pro-choice issue in your state that's all it is it's a 10th amendment situation it just reverts it all back to state's power no rights were stripped or taken away but soapbox harder i guess but that the investigation continues all right my bad i was under under the uh belief that it was the final investigation concluding that was fake news fake fucking news on my part complete ownership of that one eight months after politico published it's explosive leak detailing the draft of the, wow i was with the convoy that long ago this is like one of the first things i covered when i got back home interesting it's not feel that long ago anyway Detailing the draft of Justice Samuel Alito's opinion that would overturn Roe v. Wade, the court said its investigative team, quote, has to date, uh, has to date between, uh, sorry, has to date, then has to date, I feel there should be a comma in there, or I'm just an illiterate fuck, one of the two, sorry, quote, as to date. That's the issue. There's an H there. It should be as to. But all right. As to date, been unable to identify a person responsible by a uh, preponderance of the evidence. You spell preponderance right, but you can't get has as to as. Enough harping. Never before had an entire opinion made its way to the public before the court was ready to announce it. Chief Justice John Roberts ordered an investigation the next day into what he termed an, quote, egregious breach of trust. Yeah, for the first time ever in Supreme Court history, there was a leak. And then within the same week, there was a secondary leak. Wild. Investigators, quote, conducted 126 formal interviews of 97 employees all of whom denied disclosing the opinion in sworn statements the court said in a 23 page document posted on its website some employees had to amend their written statements after they quote admitted to telling their spouses about the draft opinion or vote count snitch ass bitches but moving on the report says the court said it could not rule out the opinion uh the opinion was inadvertently disclosed quote for example by being left in a public space either inside or outside the building anybody remember it was probably i think the iphone 4 or 5 where, where someone lied and said that someone from Apple left a demo prototype of the phone out at the bar. Uh, don't worry about the whole story to itself. But moving on. Investigators looked closely at connections between court employees and reports. And they found nothing of sub, uh, nothing of substant, substant, rampant speculation on social media about the identity of the leaker. The investigation concluded that it quote is, is unlikely that the court's information technology IT system were improperly accessed by a person outside of the court all right so it's unlikely that they were hacked following an examination of the court's computers networks printers and available call pardon me 
call and text logs. The quote, risk both deliberate and accidental disclosures of court-sensitive information grew with the coronavirus pandemic and shift to work from home. Okay. The report said, sorry, I got a text here. Pardon me. The report said more people working from home, quote, as well as gaps in court security policies created an environment where it was too easy to remove sensitive information from the building and the court's IT networks. Well, has anyone asked Joe Biden? He seems to have a knack for moving documents he shouldn't be moving around, as it turns out. The report said, uh, I added the joke about Joe Biden. Investigate. There is an audio version of this that goes up with no visuals. In case you're wondering why I had to clarify that, I didn't want anybody thinking that that was in the article. Investigators are continuing to, quote, review the process, some electronic data that has been collected, and a few other inquiries remain pending, the report said. Roberts also asked former Homeland Security Secretary Michael Chertoff himself, a one-time federal judge, to assess the investigation. Chertoff in a statement issued through the court, described it as thorough. Politico published the draft decision on May 2nd. Less than 24 hours later, Roberts confirmed the draft's authenticity and said he had directed the court's marshal, former Army Colonel Gail Curley, to lead the investigation. Since then, there has been silence from the court until Thursday. You can't undo it. The court had declined to say anything about the status of the investigation or whether an outside law firm or the FBI had been called in or whether it had taken steps to try and prevent a repeat. You would want to bring an outside source. You don't want to trust the government to do an investigation into the government. It's a little, you know, set to fail there. Just ask the 9-11 Commission report. Speaking in Colorado in September, Justice Neil, uh, Neil Gorsuch said he hoped a report was coming soon, but he did not say whether it would be made public. Gorsuch joined Roberts in condemning the breach of trust the leak endangered Justice Clarence Thomas spoke in even uh, in even speaker term about the leak's effect on the justices. Yeah, like uh, the man stalking around Brett Kavanaugh's house with a backpack that had zip ties, gag balls, a crowbar, razors, and a couple other fun little party go- party gifts. Quote, When you lose trust, especially in the institution that I'm in, it changes the institution fundamentally. You begin to look over your shoulder. It's like kind of an identity that you can't explain it. But you can't undo it, he said while speaking at the conference in Dallas less than two weeks after the leak became public. The leak itself sparked protests around the clock. Security at Justice Holmes, Alito, said it made the conservative justice who thought to be in favor of overturning Roe v. Wade, quote, targets of assassination, yeah, big time, that, quote, gave people a rational reason to think they could prevent that from happening by killing one of us. In early June, a man carrying a gun and a knife and zip ties, ah, this is who I was talking about, was arrested near Justice Brett Kavanaugh's house in Maryland, Boof Champ 1988, threatening to kill the justice, not Boof Champion 98. The man told police that he was upset 
by the leaked draft. Responding to protests outside the court, officials ringed the building with uh, hard-to-climb fencing and same barrier that was the place for months following January 6, 2021, attack on the Capitol. The riot. By the way, Capitol Riot is such a good name of a record label or a band or something like Capitol Hill Riot or Capitol Riot. Mm. Because there is Capitol Records. Anyway, moving on. When the final decision was released on June 24th, it was remarkably similar to the draft that was leaked. Uh, Alito, Thomas, Gorsuch, Kavanaugh, and Justice Amy Coney Barrett voted to overturn Roe. Speculation has swirled since the draft's release about who might be the source. Only the justices, a small number of staff, and the justices' law clerks, young lawyers who spend a year at the court helping the justices with their work, would have access to the document. Conservatives pointed the finger at the liberal side of the court, speculating that the leaker was somewhat upset about the outcome. Well, I mean, that's the most likely suggestion. I mean, Hamlin's Law or whatever the fuck. Or, uh, uh, so that's the Razor one, actually. Auckland's Razor. Liberals suggested that it could be someone on the conservative side of the court who wanted to ensure a waving justice, a wavering justice didn't switch sides. That wouldn't be a good way to go about that. Yeah, I don't. I want to make sure they don't switch sides, so I want to make sure I leak this, which could get them threatened to be killed, which would probably lead normal, weaker people to change their vote. Uh huh. Just, that 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 counter just does not seem very strong. Yeah, I want them to be afraid because people being afraid definitely don't change their mind about what they're doing if they're afraid to do it. Uh huh. Sorry. It would have taken just one conservative justice to side with Roberts to alter the decision. Instead of overturning Roe entirely, Roberts favored weakening abortion rights. Rights, my ass. Related stories, Roberts confirm authenticity of weaker opinion, and I guess that's it. Alright. And that's just the update. There's not much to conclude with. Uh, that being said, this will wrap up this episode of Inside Four Wall. To be here, James Madison. Please like, share, comment, subscribe. Leave a thumbs up or a thumbs down based on what you think about the video. Any counter arguments, leave them in the description below. And I'll talk to y'all later. Peace. All right. Well, did y'all see that Greta Thunberg was arrested at a coal mine? It's a good thing she's no longer a miner. All right. Welcome back to Inside Four Walls, I'm your host James Madison, and we're going to continue documenting this latest Matrix attack. Now, Greta has been arrested. It's a big fucking keck, a big fucking lull, and quite possibly a big fucking sham. That being said, let's dive in, shall we? So, doesn't really matter where we go, we're going to be watching a video to start off with, so we might as well go right here. If it looks... So the police starts to bring We're going to use force to bring it to the identity check. Yeah, so essentially they're speaking to a bunch of oven builders. Uh, you know, a bunch of spider language that means absolutely fucking nothing. Some third world nation dribble. Is what they're speaking currently. They're speaking German. Um, hold on. All right, I found a better video. 
I really do not like this little fucking Dobby the House of looking bitch. I really don't. Yes, a protest in Germany where everyone earlier when it was being filmed for German TV was speaking German, but now that there's, oh, Greta's getting arrested, this is going to go all over the world viral, everyone suddenly speak English. You are not alone. You are not alone. What? Hold on. You guys weren't speaking English earlier, and now you are speaking English? Interesting. It's almost like it's all a giant publicity stunt or something. But you gotta love it, right? And look at this smug piglet. Carried away like a true drunk manlet. Now, we got a couple other videos to get into. We have down here, this is the, uh, the Irish Times where I had this video, but this video is kind of shit. Man, you know, I just realized all this footage. There's a lot of black people in Germany. Hitler really must have made them feel left out. He should have really apologized for that. That's not very uh, progressive socialist of him. Now let's move on. Greta Thunberg removal from site of mass anti-coal protest in Germany. Article by Offenhin Ocean. What a retarded fucking name for a writer who works for a retarded fucking outlet we call The Hill. Now let's move on. German authorities removed climate change. The only reason I picked this is because it has a high factuality and pretends to be a center bias. No, the Hill is a leftist rag. The fact that they keep getting considered high factuality boggles my fucking mind. Which is a shame because these are my favorite outlets. Now they're just kind of garbage. German authorities removed climate activist Greta Thunberg and other protesters from a site from the site mass demolition against the raising of a village called. Lutherath, whatever, for the expansion of a coal mine, a largely dying German village where most of the people are elderly and dying off anyway. They're slowly tearing it down and destroying it so they continue building a, uh, a coal mine. Now, why are they building the coal mine, right? Well, what? Hmm. Jeez. Jeez. Whatever could it be? I just. Oh, fuck. That's right. European energy prices soar after Russia cuts off natural gas pipeline to Germany. Oh, that's why they had to build new coal mines and expand that shit. Oh, fuck. Ah, uh, damn. It's almost like you shouldn't play with them fucking Ruskies or something. Furthermore, if you want to be mad, they could have been buying from us, but you know, a certain incompetent child humper running the office right now sort of uh, shut off our fucking pipelines. And then furthermore, also gave Russia permission to finish their pipelines including giving them funding. Article will be in the description below, but TLDR, not only did Joe Biden shut down our fucking pipelines here, he paid for Nord Stream to be completed with your tax dollars. That's right, folks. See, I don't really give a fuck if Ukraine loses. In fact, I'm kind of hoping they fucking lose. I went from hoping it was a double knockout with a little little uh, civilian casualties as possible. Now that, now that uh, our favorite little... IKEA dictator has become a member of the World Economic Forum and is positioning himself to become a dictator Zelensky. I find myself being staunchly pro Russia suddenly. So I hope that little fucking pissant borderless nation gets pushed into the fucking Black Sea. That being said, thanks Biden. Now let's move on.
German newspaper Bild report on Sunday that authorities escorted away. Let me turn that off. Escorted a motherfucker. Fuck it. Okay. Escorted away the 20-year-old activist and 10 other demonstrators who refused to comply with their efforts to clear the area. Video also circulated online showing German police pushing Thunberg and other climate activists away from the coal mine site. Yes, because they ran past a barricade and knocked over a bunch of construction shit. Build report that gre- reported that Thunberg finally left the coal mine site at 5.10 local time and headed to a nearby village in Kielenberg. Saturday was the fourth day of the standoff between protesters and police, according to the Daily Wire. I'm assuming that's what DW is. According to Politico, demonstrators have been squatting in the village of Lutherath, located in the state of North Rhine Westphalia. Uh, I, I don't, I don't know any of these fucking garbage European Euro trash countries. I don't care to pronounce them either. For the last two years, in protest and of the pending demolition of the village and extension of the Garsweiler coal mine. Yeah, they stupid fucking names. Jesus. More than 70 police officers and nine climate activists were injured during the clashes between the two sides, and authorities attempted to clear individuals from the site. Police told Bild, uh, police said none of the injuries were injuries were serious. However, organizers said some of the protesters were critically injured per the newspaper. Oh, I'm, I'm sure they fucking bellyached all about it. And you get a splinter, they can't go to work the next day, the bunch of fucking socialists. Thunberg, who joined the protest for their demonstrations the day prior, called out German government for their continued efforts, uh, uh, their continued efforts on the coal mine expansion, or coal mine extension. Quote, Germany really is embarrassing itself now, Thunberg said. I don't, I think it's absolutely absurd that this is happening in the year 2023. I think you still being given a fucking platform is absurd, sweetheart. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And what's really funny, right? I did a video about her not too long ago because of the whole Andrew Tate thing, right? The amount of people who seem to think this cunt actually like a 13, 14 year old. No, she's like 21. This cunt could get drunk. You could get this bitch drunk and fuck her at a bar. Yeah, that's right, folks. You could buy Greta Thunberg a fucking drink and have your fucking way with her. Of course, if it's consensual, of course. You wouldn't want to rip out that fucking ugly ass ponytail out of the back of that bitch's fucking. Does she look like a wilted version of Sour Patch Lids from Timcast? Is it just me? It has to just be me. Quote The most affected people are clear. The science is clear. Right, the science is clear. No, it's not. The science is never clear. It is ne- never subtle. Let me just give you a little bit of a, a little lesson here. If you can question it, it's science. If you can't, it's propaganda. So only propaganda is settled. <clears throat> we need we need to keep the carbon in the ground Swedish activists added by the way she drives a Tesla and you know there are still like countless amounts of coal mining required to charge a Tesla right you know burning coal is what generates electricity that charges the elect- these electric cars uh fucking oil like hard crude is used to lubricate the fucking wind propellers for your little stupid fucking fan grid 
Um, there's also a radioactive, oily substance inside your solar panels that when they crack, it kills the ground underneath them. So, uh, you will just never escape fossil fuels. You'll never escape it, no matter how hard you try, but lol. The Swedish activist added, quote, When government and corporations are acting like this... Uh, you, you support the vaccine, cunt. Shut up. Um... Are actively destroying the environment, putting countless of people at risks. By the way, cunt, there's a typo. Uh, that's to the hill. Get your shit straight. The people step up. Uh huh. Alright, well, that's the end of this article. Now, let's move over here to Newsweek. Greta Thunberg's detention sparks accusations of fake arrest. Now, what's this video? The video is just kind of a random compilation. Now, moving on. From Caitlin Lewis, published last night. Greta Thunberg detention sparks accusation of fake arrest. For good reason. Let's continue. Climate activist Greta Thunberg was accused by Twitter users of staging a fake arrest after being briefly detained by German police. Thunberg, 20, was held by law enforcement Tuesday, while protesting the expansion of the coal mine in western Germany, according to Reuters. The young activist, along with the group of protesters, were warned by police that they would be removed by force if they did not vacate the mine site. Reuters also reported that Thunberg was released from custody after the incident, after an identity check by law enforcement. Oh, you're with Davos? By the way, that's the thing that set me off and made me think there's something weird about this. Why is she not at Davos? Shouldn't she be there? Isn't she like the little fucking... Isn't she that little white cop from Ohio and they just passed around like a fucking blunt at Snoop Dogg's house? Doesn't she go up, do a little cry, and then drop her knees underneath uh, Klaus? She's a little fucking robe like Monica Lewinsky under the desk? I thought that's what happened. Why is she here? She shouldn't be here. Video circulated on social media Tuesday of Thunberg standing in handcuffs while surrounded by German officers before being carried away from the coal mine. In one clip uh, posted by Catchup Network, Thunberg is seen laughing with police while standing for a photo. Oh, yeah. Oh, not just that. She was laughing, cracking jokes with them. They were cracking jokes with her. They were high-fiving and chuckling on camera. Now, again, I, I've been on the ground for a lot of protests and riots and stuff. You know, I've been arrested and well, detained by cops for a brief period of time. And the mood can vary. You, you will, you know, you can occasionally get those cops who are like, oh, you know, ha ha, you know, you get that cop that wants to crack some jokes. Sure. Maybe you crack a joke at the cop, he laughs. But overwhelmingly, those cops aren't there to crack jokes with you. Now, granted, Greta Thunberg does have, like, a celebrity status to her, so, you know, maybe there's hands-on. Plus, she has, like, some weird thing where she has that Anthony, uh, Andy Milanakis thing where she's not aging suddenly. But she's 21. Like, this fucking dopey autistic, I mean, artistic woman. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I think it's staged... She was captured and released. This is the second time she's actually been arrested with this protest. She was arrested twice in one week. Um, it's just, A, she wasn't at Davos. Weird. B, she was sort of just captured and released after they had all the photo ops and all the stuff. And now her Twitter can post all these pictures, so on and so forth. And she's been released already. It's just a little weird. I'm leaning towards it being a setup. 
But I'm not going to sit here and act like, you, you know, it's not the most unheard of thing to say like, oh, yeah, well, maybe a cop did crack a joke with her. Maybe a cop did laugh at some stupid shit she said. Maybe uh, she laughed at a joke the cop made. Like, like they're, they're... I think it's staged, but there is every possibility that just because the cops and her were laughing together doesn't mean it was was like a, a staged thing to begin with. I think it's staged, but I'm just throwing out there the devil's advocate argument. Thunberg is seen laughing with police standing for a photo. There's also a boom mic, like, right behind her so they can capture everything she says, which, again, could be because it's a staged arrest and they're using it for footage for some documentary or they're using it for something, this, that, or the other. It's just weird to have a boom mic right there. But, again, other protesters were arrested and taken in. She wasn't. It's either because of her world economic forums, her celebrity, or because of how young she looks, but either way, Greta Thunberg is being treated with fucking kids' gloves when she's a goddamn adult. Uh, quote, yes, the, uh, the Greta Thunberg arrest was staged for the establishment media, an account captioned the post. Let's see, got right here. boom mark casually behind her oh yeah pose for the pictures all serious mugs but when the cameras aren't taking pictures everybody's laughing and joking look at that she got that stylish Nike drip not even really holding her arm at a weird angle hmm Again, my I, I think it's staged, and if it's not, why is she being treated so delicately? You know goddamn well German police didn't handle other protesters that gently. Why Greta? Other Twitter users echoed that Thunberg's detained was fake, including Charlie Kirk, a conservative political activist who founded the organization Turning Point USA. Quote, so it turns out Greta Thunberg's arrest was fake as the climate as a climate change cult she works for. Kirk tweeted Tuesday evening, quote, conservative uh, political commentator Tim Young also posted that Thunberg's Bob Thunberg writing, quote, nothing says climate change is a total grift quite like Greta Thunberg staging her own fake arrest. Quote, AOC was way better at getting fake arrested than Greta Thunberg. Shout out to Carano, uh, a Michigan politician who faked being arrested just for campaign footage and like waved to people as she was being walked off by cops mocking AOC. Pretty funny. The conservative commentator was referring to New York representative uh, Alexandria Occasional Cortex, commonly referred to as AOC, being detained in the summer after participating in a sit-in at the U.S. Supreme Court to protest overturning Roe v. Wade. Several uh, GOP lawmakers accused Ocasio-Cortez of faking being in handcuffs uh, in exchange with law enforcement, which the Democrat has denied uh huh hold on just look at this bullshit real quick so today several of the feistier members of congress that would include sandy cortez and ilhan omar both famous on instagram look at this decide to block look at their hands watch their fucking hands not a fucking handcuff in sight 
but they got their hands folded behind their back, walking stiff-legged, doing their shoulder side-to-side swing as they fucking walk. What do you mean allegedly pretended to be handcuffed? She totally pretended to be handcuffed. My favorite part of it is when someone yells, we love you, AOC, and then she fucking breaks it and waves, and then her eyes wire, she throws her hand quickly behind her back like, oh shit, I'm supposed to be pretending to be handcuffed. And that's when police officers did something they've never done before. Those mean cops put both Sandy Cortez and Ilan Omar in invisible handcuffs. And they got it from Wonder Woman themselves. Led them away with their hands behind their back. You're seeing those images on the screen right now. The fact that both AOC and Ilian Omar pretended to be handcuffed suggests they orchestrated this beforehand, which isn't surprising. The whole thing was a stunt from the get-go, and the leftist media lemmings bought it. <laughs> but you know what the real shit kicker is? Newsweek knows she fucking faked it. Don't you, Newsweek? What a weird fucking little addition to throw in here. It's almost like Newsweek has World Economic Forum connections or something. What do I fucking know? Next to nothing. Just keep me alive and say I know nothing. I really hate this continued socialist. And right about fake hands behind her back. She's walking off, pretending to be handcuffed. Up, uh, wait. Oh, did you? Damn. Why did we restart? Now watch her fucking hands. People yell, "We love you, AOC." She fucking puts her hands in the air, and then she goes, "Oops." Fake handcuffs. Yeah, nothing screams socialist like a fucking iPhone sticking out of the pocket that you paid for. Nice. Yeah. Oh, wait, nope. This is being handcuffs. Fuck. Same thing with Ilian Omar. Walking like a fucking duck. You don't know why she's walking weirdly? Oh, oh, oops. Nope. So being handcuffs. You don't know why she's walking funny? It's because her brother's got a big dick. Now... According to a report from the, to the Associated Press, the AP, complete fucking asswipe brag, Thunberg joined thousands of protesters. Thousands. It's more like about four or five hundred, but okay. Hey, thousands. Just like thousands of Americans from the Capitol building, right? Thousands. Magical number thousand. We can just slap a couple zeros onto, you know, a couple hundred. Got a couple thousand. Jackasses. Protesters who gathered and I took my headphones off, so if I'm too loud, sorry. Gathered in Western Germany village, uh, Lucerath, however it's pronounced, over the weekend, in protest of the government reaching a deal with a utility company to demolish the town in order to expand the coal mine on Saturday. Protesters who attempted to get close to the uh, close to the edge of the mine were pushed back by police who used water cannons and batons to control the crowd. I guarantee you Greta Thunberg didn't look like she got wet, got wet or beaten or anything like that. It looks like Greta Thunberg just got picked up and carried away like the little man that she is. On Tuesday, officers detained protesters who refused to move from the site because they were standing on the brink of an open pit mine. You should have just let them all fall in like lemmings. I know lemmings 
Let's not actually do that. Disney murdered a bunch of animals. I know the story. According to the USA Today, police said it was too dangerous for the group. Read the report. Other Twitter users praised Lindbergh's protest, including Peter Clemis, a climate scientist at NASA. What a joke degree. Quote, Greta's first arrest, it's actually her second in one week. And again, it's not her first arrest. She's been arrested multiple times. It's just, this one happens to be particularly uh, funky smelling. Uh, posted along with a link to the NBC News story about Thunberg's attainment. Quote, it's time for <laughs> time for many more of us to stand up and risk arrest for the sake of a livable planet. Uh, it will turn the tide. Listen, she didn't get her. Uh, okay, look. Yeah, technically she got arrested because she got carried off and detained by police, but she was released. They took selfies with her. They gave her a little fucking fake photo op for her social media. And then she was released. Meanwhile, other people she was there protesting with were are actually probably arrested. I, I can't but notice that every outlet seemed to just abandon talking about the other people and only focus on Greta. Uh, research uh, meteorologist Ryan, M Ryan Mall? Also, I really don't care what he thinks about fucking climate change. He's a meteor. Uh, he's a research meteorologist. I really don't give a fuck. So, my computer graph here shows me that there's some clouds coming. And judging these clouds, uh, we'll all be underwater by the year 2030. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Germany's energy policy is an utter failure, complete disaster, and a worldwide shame. Yeah, I completely agree. Perhaps they shouldn't have sided with Ukraine and the World Economic Forum. They wouldn't be in the situation they're in. Anyway, quote, even if the scenes were staged, the arrest of Greta Thunberg is a worldwide embarrassment for Germany. Not really. Uh, Miles added in response to a tweet from conservative commentator Ian Miles Strong. That's Lord Ian Miles Strong to you, bitch. Who also claimed Thunberg's attainment was state. I'm not sure that huge fan of a of a Neil Miles Strong. I'm not against him, but you know he's kind of just meh. You know it is what it is. Uh, for the establishment media, Newsweek has reached out to Friday for Fridays for Future Thunberg's organization for comment, and that's the end of this article. Lol, look at this picture. This is hilarious. They're really doing a good job of stopping this mine from being developed, as you can tell by all the non-buildings around. That's hilarious. I just realized something sitting back here watching the footage. She doesn't even know what she's chant they're chanting. She just kind of like mumbles and bumbles it. Watch. Oh, of course now it's going to have fucking issues. Let's do a little restart on this. Mature. She, you mean to tell me she's been with this group for at least three days and she hasn't yet figured out what the fuck they're chanting? Watch her lips. She loses track, doesn't know what they're really chanting. She's like, I haven't seen somebody fumble up that, fumble up that bad verbally since Joe Biden tried to pronounce the name of a uh, MLK's fucking grandson. The other day. Mm. 
You're all just kind of, kind of vibing. Oh, okay. And as, uh, as Fox hits it so bluntly on the head here, Greta Thunberg all smiles while being carried away by German police. Now, there will be more to this as it comes out. There, there will be updates. This isn't the end of the story. Hell, this is just the next day. I'm recording this at Wednesday, January 18th, 2023 at 9.26 a.m. Bro, I guarantee by the time you see this, there's going to be a whole new spin to it. I'm just reporting you the old story by the time you hear this. So that being said, this has been Inside Four Walls. I'm your host, James Madison, and uh, I'll catch y'all later. is not the solution to our problem. Government is the problem.